Welcome to another episode of the Protein Bros Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Wasserman, and with me as always is my co-host, Kyle Combs. What's going on, guys? And uh, on today's podcast, we are very excited. We have a mixed martial artist here in the building. He's in the UFC with a professional record of nine wins and two losses. He is the host of the podcast called Beauty and the Beast with Kendra Lust. If you've heard of her, we've all heard of her. Let's be real. Uh, he's a male model with the best beard in the UFC. And to top things off, he was Miley Cyrus's Valentine in 2021. Please help us welcome Julian Marquez. Hey, I love that. Thank you for having me on here. That was a good like little prep talk, little making you feel good. I feel awesome He's right the, now. The Cuban Missile Crisis the himself. Cuban, you kind of miss but, the King of Kansas City though, dude. Like, that's that's the new nickname, dog. If you want, dude. If you want to take it, I yeah. was you know I used to be the king. I'm just. I'm I'm always the king of Kansas City. I promise this, and this is this is we can we can release this on here. I was actually on Johnny Dare, um, talking about this same exact thing. I told him I'm the king of Kansas City. He goes, well, no one really knows that nickname. I was like, all right, I'm going to buy a Let's billboard after my fight. I'm going to find a prime little spot here in Kansas City and put my image up there that says <laughs> king of Kansas City with my Instagram handle. I think that would be hilarious. I think it's awesome. I think it's a perfect idea. It's <laughs> the best. Are you from Kansas City originally? Yeah, born and raised. Get it how you live it. Nice, nice. Well, I just, the reason I was asking that is because I know you lived in Vegas for a long time. Uh, or how long did you live in Vegas? Man, I moved out to Vegas in 2015, right at the beginning. And then I kind of came back in 20, uh, 2021 would be my, my, my date where I started living. Here. Fully yeah. moved. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. technically you- <laughs> not fully moved. I still live in Vegas. <clears throat> right. Right. But, uh, for yeah. the taxes, you know, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so when you moved to Vegas, were you, uh, did you move out there for fighting? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, One thing is, is that I, in my time, like, I was working at Power and Light. Yeah. I was working in Westport. I was working as a bartender. I had everything. And when I say, like, the king of Kansas City, you know, I've had coaches from Vegas come to Kansas City, and I tell them, like, oh, I can get whatever they want. And they laughed at me. I said, (laughs) what do you want? They're like, oh, let me try some barbecue. I said, okay. Literally less than an hour later, someone's knocking on their hotel room with a bunch of barbecue. And they're like, are you kidding me? I was like, no, I, I can get you whatever you want. It does not matter. And when it goes to the clubs, I was able to get all the bottles, didn't have to pay anything. Wow. I can get into any location. It did not matter. I can get my hands on whatever I wanted. And that's one thing that I kind of made it bad for me. Because when you had that accessibility as a kid, yeah. you know, you bad habits. Yeah, you just get into bad habits, get into bad places, and then like to become what I want to do in life and have my dream didn't align with what I was doing. Yeah, so, the day to day actions weren't matching up. Nah. So I picked up and and dipped out all in like a week and a half. I it was just so. so I love your like, like uh, you know I have some bad habits in Kansas City. Where can I go? That's to what get I mean. Like some of these bad habits. I'm gonna go to Vegas. This is the obvious <laughs> question. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, dude. Like. I completely understand where you're coming from as far as just, you know, bad habits here and, and, uh, you know, your circle and who you're surrounded with and, you know, it can be obviously bad habits, but yeah. How does Vegas become the place you go? It's like, I mean, like, Hey man, I have a gambling addiction. I had to get out. So I moved to Vegas. <laughs> it's a, it's, trying to drink less. So I moved to Vegas. It's, yeah, dude. it's wild. So this is the thing is during that time I had a friend that just moved out there. Um, and he got married to his wife. And still his wife, obviously. Mm-hmm. But he was on the fishing boats and he would leave for months at a time. And he was like, look, 
this is a plan. If you move out here, I'll let you stay at my place rent free. All you have to do is protect my family. And I was like, okay, that's simple. So I moved out to Vegas. And now with my rule is that when, if I got up and moved and I left the way that I left, I wasn't allowed to drink. So I didn't drink the entire time I was in Vegas. I never had a drink at all. I didn't go out with people, didn't do none of that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I had to, and I was put in charge to protect someone's family. Right. You took that responsibility serious. So I took that completely serious and I was there until he quit. I think I lived with them for a little over a year and a half, um, rent free, had to get my job, got myself on my feet, everything. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up, you know, leaving the, uh, the boats and stayed at the house. And at that time, I you, you were professionally away. fighting though at the time. I was about to say, not? were you, were you fighting at that point? Like, yeah. But like the fights that I was getting, they weren't really, they don't pay you. Yeah. MMA okay. does not pay unless you get into like Upper the big name. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was making, uh, let's say I fought on, uh, when I first moved out there, I fought on a card. Um, was this, and was this Bellator UFC? What was it? No, nah, this is combates. I fought on combates and, uh, they paid me one and one, like 1,000 and 1,000 uh-huh. to go out there, but I had to pay for everything. So all my money that Wash. I won, I just pretty much kind of washed and I had to pay 10% to my coaches, all that stuff. And then uh, they asked me like nine days notice to pay to fight like Matt Hamill and they paid me a little bit more, uh, which was absurd. Which, he's, I mean, he's a UFC fighter for yeah. years, wasn't he? Yeah, a few years ago, he, he's the one that defeated John Jones because of that illegal oh, yeah. elbow. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I technically beat John Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, but yeah, they just don't pay. A lot of places don't pay. I fought for 300 and 300, you know. It, it got to points where, like, I didn't even care for the pay of what the, the promotion was paying me. I would go for my ticket sales because I was able to load the H- entire hustle. city up. Yeah. Oh, I would... I would King sell of Kansas City, of dude. The King of Kansas City. <laughs> Especially, I would be at Power and Light, and I would be selling tickets across the bar. Like, mm-hmm. hey, all right, how about this? I'll give you a discount on this alcohol if you buy this ticket. <laughs> no, like, how much is the ticket? Well, it's 30 bucks. You can go there with your girl. You can go watch some local fights. They're pretty good. And these guys would be like, hell yeah, dude, it'd be awesome. Let's, let's go. And I was like, yeah, we're going to party after here afterwards. This is where the after party is. So all these people would... They would just like, yeah. And they'd spend $30, and then I'd give them two drinks that cost, you know, $14. Yeah. And so they didn't do that. And they're like, oh, let me get another ticket. So I'm like, okay, well, there you go. And the the bar would allow me to give out $120 worth of free drinks. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like part sitting the, there the game, like, yeah. okay. Sniping people. We're yeah. making money. Yeah. And people, they just came in there. And then it got to the point where people wanted to watch my fights because of my entertainment factor. And Sure. Um, just, I'm a goofy little fuck, to be honest. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about this for the guys and, and the gals that aren't, that are listening that don't know you well. Uh, we already know that you were Miley Cyrus's Valentine last year. Tell us about that one. And then there's also, you were going to play a pickup game of pickleball. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> for years, I, I've actually been thinking about it during the time off when I was injured. I was like, man, what are ways that are going to generate, you know, popularity generate conversations yeah and like i'm always listening to miley and everyone everyone who knows me when i used to teach tumbling while i lived in kansas city the girls got money together and they bought me a ticket to go to miley cyrus when she came to kansas city (laughs) so i went to sadly cancel that one or she was she at this one she canceled it and then she like came back so uh, since i had the tickets i was able to go back to see her Mm -hmm. so i watched miley 
And like, I, I just love her music. I've always have, and, and I have no reason why. Mm-hmm. So after my fight, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask her. Like, this is the perfect time. You know, Valentine's Day. Is just right picked up here. a win. She just got Performance in. of the night, yeah, too, right? No, I mean, that was a big, it was a big fight. It was a wild fight, you yeah. know? And, uh, you know, it, it all everything fell into play on that one. Because if you look the week before, it was a Super Bowl week, and she just performed. She just came out that she had a breakup with uh, Hemsworth. They, they finally got their divorce. That no-name dude, you know? That yeah. no-name dude, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they end, that ended up going there, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to do it. So fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so I got on the mic, and I asked her to be my Valentine's. And here's the trippy part. So the world loves a bad guy. The world loves to hate. And hatred lasts longer than positivity. Right. Like if I said, hey, man. That's the Paul brothers, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So if I said to you that you're beautiful, you're going to be like, oh, thank you. But I've said, you're fucking ugly. You're <laughs> always going to remember and associate yourself with me and be like, dude, that dude called me fucking ugly. Yeah. So in my marketing genius mind, I was like, all right. She's like, shave MC in your chest. So I was like, okay, how about you do this? Put the Cuban Missile Crisis on a henna tattoo like Tupac. You know, and it caused so much hatred. You blew it. To this day, people are messaging me and getting mad. But now I got all those people talking about me. Right. And I had all those people talking about me for weeks after the fight. I stole a show. <laughs> You're like Kanye with the acceptance speech. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess we'll never know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the whole situation is, is that like, it's about running up your popularity. It's about running up your marketing. It's about being known. And in order to be known in this industry, you have to do something that no one else has done. Mm-hmm. Disruptive. It, it's, it's, I have a different style. I'm goofy. If you know me and you've hung out with me, you'd be like, okay, that's hundred percent doing it. He would do that. Yeah. You know, he fucking would do that. And there's a lot of people that would say that. So when I did that with Miley, I took the whole show. Usman and Burns was that night and you know Kamara knocked out his old prior teammate this is like a WWE Vince McMahon style promotion where you have two teammates fighting each other they're finally fighting for the belt everything like that and you know Kamara knocks out his ex-former teammate and no one was talking about that yeah the headline was totally different it was Julian Marquez (laughs) Julian Marquez this Julian Marquez that I had basketball players DMing me bro she answered bro why'd you blow it literally and I was just sitting there like it did what it needed to do yeah and you played along and then after a while just like stopped Mm -hmm. and to this day like people still ask me and they go there and I'm like okay (laughs) I love it yeah, where'd, that, where'd that mindset come from? Like, uh, did you grow up playing sports? Were you a, were you a really good athlete in, in high school? Or where did you get the, um, I guess, the the drive to want to be something more than, you know, average? Man, in all honesty, we've all, when we're kids, we all, like, look at the cool things. Like, you see people showing up with Jordans, and you're still wearing these, like, Walmart brand shoes or you see someone wearing Supreme as a kid and you're shopping at old Navy and you, you want that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I drove a um, 1996 Ford Taurus. That was a hand-me-down, which I have no problem. Oh yeah. And then I I look at all these other kids and their parents gave them, you know, a 2008 lightning. Oh yeah. And you're sitting there like, dude, 
this thing hasn't even came out yet. Right. Or you got like a Duramax diesel and, and then these guys have all this money. And I was like, man, I, I like, I, I want greater in my life. I want more in my life. Yeah. And it's not that my parents couldn't afford it. It's just my parents were very intelligent by not buying things that are a waste of money. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like my parents, they bought me cheap clothes because I didn't need to have those clothes. Yeah, now that I'm that older. Needed. Yeah. So like, I've always wanted to have nice things. I always wanted to be that person that had, you know, Adidas brands, you know, sweatshirt like I have on right now or mm -hmm. Yeezys, things yeah. like that. But I'd always shop in like the most basic spots. So doing that, like growing up, like wanting that, I just always wanted more. And then my personality type, you know, I'm a, I'm an extrovert and I'm also an entertainer. That's mm -hmm. my, my deal is I always just like to be the class clown. So like being that person that cracks jokes at the teachers or just constantly in the room, you know, being disruptive, being just a complete, you know, basically asshole. I was mm -hmm. an asshole, you know, I was ornery and that, that made me want to know like, Hey, if I do this and make people laugh, like, and I can get paid for it, let's go. Absolutely. Like, let's go. Leans into exactly who you when, are. When did you figure out punching people in the face was the best way to do that? When I got kicked <laughs> out of college, yeah. it was about the easiest way. I didn't. I, I never, I never fought. I was a very, I was a very big teddy bear. Like everyone was scared of me in college, like high school and everything. But like, I was just very cool, calm and collective. I never. I mean, I dude, you, it's one of those you things where you're, no, I mean like when you're saying you're an asshole, but you're also, I'm sure like, you know, fun loving, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like your words were, were never like actually daggers. You'd always just joke with them. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? So it's like. Um, I can I can relate in the sense I've always just been like a class clown kind of guy. I'm like I never really got in any big fights or whatever. I usually just try to be likable. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. You know, I fit in every single crowd. It didn't matter where it was. I mean, like the goth kids, I I hang out with some of my best friends were goth. You know, the kids that were the popular kids I hung out with, the nerds, the geeks, like that whole seg like different style groups growing up like I was hanging out with all them and I also went to a school where me and like there's like two African-American kids there we were the minorities you know I'm Cuban so like I was a minority so I was friends with them they were friends with me so I was friends with all all these just different groups and you know we went to a I don't want to say a racist school but basically, but basically there's a lot of farmers there and their views some close-minded people. Yeah, their views are a little bit different. So, and I was able to make them laugh, and like they would say racist stuff to me, but I never like. The, and know, to to value like uh, you know getting along with others, and I would say more or less just being open-minded and having respect for everybody. Um, I want to you know share a story that I can attest to that because my first time hanging out with Julian, we were you know it's like the most honest time there ever was, which is when you're hanging out with someone at two a.m. eating breakfast at a diner. <laughs> oh, oh man that's true i forgot about that 2, 2 a.m eating breakfast at a diner is when the most honest times are, are, are being had and these talks are happening and, grand uh, slam going down yeah dude no we were at the courtesy diner like in Ooh. st louis oh like, dude i remember i had it was like the worst i ended up having chili <laughs> yeah you had, oh chili you had that's diner a, chili at like 2 a.m and uh, oh. this is just one of those times Rolling where dice. we had a it was a it was a fitness event related event. There was just like a lot of Insta famous people there. And, uh, you know, Julian was like upset at the time. He's like, dude, I've, I met all these people that are supposed to be somebody. And they all were just a bunch of turds. Like everybody was just too cool. Right. Like, you know, it was like uh, imagine it going back to high school and 
you know, there was a group of goths or there was a group of jocks or whatever. They didn't want to hang out with anybody else. You know, they weren't cool with just meeting somebody and being happy to meet them. They just stayed in their little cliques. And you were like, dude, I'm not about that. That's not me. You know what I mean? Like, dude, you're not too cool for me. I promise. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? And I remember, and I'm crazy. saying that like, now we go back to you talking about you in high school. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I met you, you know, and you were a full blown adult and you're the exact same way. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I completely, I did forget about that. I mean, do I, I remember Thanks for it nothing, now. Julian? Jeez. Dude, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> I memory of mine, but whatever. I don't, I didn't forget about the diner. I forgot about the situation that we were in mm-hmm. and how it was relatable, like the high school style. And it was, it was a hundred percent that cool kids and not nah, dude, that that's not me like i don't care man i'd rather hang out with the kids that don't have all the eyes on them because they're the realest right whereas everybody when they have the camera on them they change their face or they change their personality or they do something to make them even cooler yeah, you know, yeah. but they suck they're all just trying too hard and we can yeah. tell you know what i mean that's when i said uh, i think authenticity recognizes authenticity yeah that's that's why it's like hard for me even to look at social media hardly anymore because you can just scroll and tell like that motherfucker's trying too hard i think that's what you do really good is you're authentic as fuck you you're <laughs> and don't take this in a bad way your social media doesn't have a um it doesn't have a clear line of like where I can tell you're just trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. someone's like, directing it yeah, for you. Like you somebody's I mean? directing it for you. It's like, dude, it's, it's, I looked on it earlier today and you're on a horse and you're like, yeah. dude, I actually was scared as fuck of this horse. Well, I, said, I, said, I was actually <laughs> scared of eating stuff. It's just like, what the fuck? Throwback Thursday. I'll yeah. never, as I said, throwback Thursday. I was actually scared of this unicorn. Oh, unicorn it was a fucking yeah. unicorn to me. They put me on... I'm going to change this subject. They put me on a fucking horse. This is a family member of mine. They have a horse. Uh, They have a lot, you know, land and they, uh, they're all in riding rodeo growing up. And uh, I go to their property and like, Hey, you want to jump on? I'm like, it doesn't have a saddle. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I mean, a preliminary, I just got to at least have that. Yeah. So I was just like, Oh, don't worry. Just get on here and just grab the reins, do this, do that. And that's how you move. I'm on this thing. And I'm ready to jump off because like I don't know how to control. It's doing things that I don't know how to do. If you want to go left, you got to pull right. If you want to go right, you got to pull left. If you want to go forward, you got to push forward. I'm like, dude, uh, what the fuck? Trying to like it? reverse a trailer. The controllers are <laughs> inverted on this thing, yeah. and then on top of it, it's it's not like I'm sitting at my couch playing on a controller. It's like I'm sitting on top of a giant beast that at any moment can just buck your ass off. Oh man, and uh, I was yeah. ready for it. So I I was super, I was terrified. I don't know how to ride horses. That's wildly uncomfortable for me even thinking about, to be honest with you. I'm like a city slicker as it gets on that kind of shit. Yeah. I've ridden a horse like once at like eight years old. And my horse was like the one in the horseback riding line that like wouldn't listen. And like (laughs) the, the instructor guy comes down and he like hands me like a stick. And he's like, if he does that again, you just give him a whack with this. And I was like, no, I'm not hitting a horse. Like you're telling an eight year old kid to do this. I'm like, dude, I'm never riding a horse again. This is awful. Your instructor sounded like the guy that directs like smoking commercials. You know? <laughs> yeah. If he does this, that's exactly. Go it was actually Sam Elliott himself. Sam Elliott, the Marvel himself, man. You. Just go ahead and kill him. Just go use ahead. this stick on him, my way. That's how it sounded. Give him a whack. But <laughs> anyways, what I was trying to say is you, your your authenticity comes through on social media, which makes you an interesting follow, which I feel like a lot of social media is not fucking interesting to me anymore because everybody's trying so fucking hard. To you be cool, to have like that cool yeah. post. To me, man, I just think it's like, what is going to be the funniest shit ever? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you guys seen this and uh, you might have not followed me back in this time, but in 
during the time I had off during my injury, I'd have to figure out a way to get more followers and get more people to notice me. So I was like, what can I do? And then I developed this like really amazing fighter and it was the naked fighter. This is before OnlyFans. This is before, <laughs> you know, like how the industry was cool with being, you know, doing OnlyFans, things like that with yeah. the, with the uh, adult film community. Industry, yeah. yeah. So I would take photos in like random areas and I'll get photos like at a doctor's office. It's one of my, my famous ones. I'll be at the doctor's office and they're checking on my shoulder and they have me with my shirt off. And then I'm in shorts and socks. And I was like, oh, this is funny. You know what we should do is I should blur out my crotch because this photo looks great. It looks gonna, like I'd be naked. I'm going to blur, blur it out. And then I'm like, this is the weirdest shoulder checkup I've ever had. <laughs> and it like this video, this photo is me sitting on the doctor's like table. The doctor's looking down. It looks like he's looking at my crotch and it looks like I'm butt naked. Oh, and then everyone just. Dude, it was probably one of the most liked photos, and I realized, oh, I found something. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I think Just I had like funny. four or five thousand likes on it. And I'm like, man, I, I only get this many likes whenever I win a fight. Yeah, you know, right, right. And I was sitting there, and my my following grew. So then I started being in just random areas where I'd just be talking to somebody of importance. Like it could be, um, I don't know, like James Harden. When I was there with James Harden, I have a, a photo. Where it looks like I'm naked. Where I'm were you with James Harden? James Harden was at the uh, the UFC PI. Okay. And uh, Endeavors owns um, like part of the UFC, and they also own the Houston Rockets. So before their year in 2019, they brought the Houston Rockets over to do like a collab with the UFC, and they would do like they would do a UFC style workout. The Rockets would. So sure. Uh, I did that and met the whole team, and it was when Westbrook and uh, Harden was there and. That's awesome. It was good times. Good times. Uh, Luke, make sure you put that photo up right here. Yeah. Of, the, gotta, of him and James Harden. Naked. You got to yeah. find that. You got to find that one. I think I pulled that one down, to be honest. Why? Uh, just because it got to the point where I was like, man. I don't want to be known as this anymore. No, no, no. I'm, I'm totally cool with that. Yeah. I just, it's just, it, with him, it's like, it is James Harden. I don't want to be disrespectful. That's yeah. understandable. Know? Yeah. Like, you want to show the dude some respect. You know, like, you there's some he, people. He, yeah. You some people you can do that with, and then some people you can't. And I did it for the likes, and I was like, man, it's this probably wouldn't be right with him, you know? Sure, sure. He'd be like, yo, what the fuck is this? That's so dumb. But with, the doctor, with, fuck the doctor. I don't care about him. <laughs> you've, uh, you've, you've met so many, uh, I would say, notable people, you know? I think famous is a relative term, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But, like, people that, you know, names that people have heard of, you know? And you could do some serious name dropping. Give us one story where someone just, like, completely surprised you with how awesome they were. And then if you can, on the reverse side, give us somebody that you're like, man, I just totally sucked. sucked. Man, you know, it, it, what's crazy, <clears throat> I would have to say I've met a lot of people um, from a lot of walks of life. Like, you know, name drop, Halle Berry. I actually, Halle Berry interviewed me for her role, Bruised. Um, she wanted to know what it was like to have a fighter that was injured or that, like, you know, they, they've been on, like, a high role and then they get injured and they're out. So she interviewed us and we all hung out and we talked and she's amazing things like that. And, uh, I can honestly say, I haven't really run into a person of like notoriety, notoriety. That's an asshole. You Good. know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think I'd meet the right people. I've never been like, dude, that person's a dick. Now, like 
when it comes down to people that are Instagram famous, yeah. yeah, they fucking suck. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Legit. They're, they're horrible. They're not as cool as like you think they are and you perceive they are, but like these actors, actresses, NBA players, football players, even they're dope. They're I think the people cool. that have really like experienced legitimate struggle, you know what I mean? And really yeah. legitimately persevered. They just, they have a, a different appreciation for how they got there. And so, you know, with the way social media has popped off over the last decade, it's almost like, and this could be completely off base, but it just comes across me almost like a trust fund kid is how, you know, how the people um, like to shame a, a trust fund kid. Like, oh yeah, they don't get it. Their parents are the ones that made all that money. And so now they're entitled to shit and they act like a total asshole. And then you meet somebody who's like Insta famous and they're like, man, you just, you know, you threw up 15 booty pics and like, now you're all of a sudden think you're completely better than me. You yeah, know what I mean, or something along those lines. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to spread hate, but it's just like that's the only people that really have given me these like shit vibes because it's almost like someone that just got rich off of selling NFTs. Right. Like, you made, like, yeah. you made a yeah. million dollars on NFTs, but then you spend that money like as if you had, you know, some you, kind they're of the struggle. same amount. Yeah, yeah, like you didn't, you spent it like, oh, I'm gonna buy this you know, this sick ass Porsche and then I'm going to buy this dope ass sneakers and then I'm going to buy all this. Like, and the next thing you know, you just spent a million dollars on, you know, non asseted you know, items that basically just ruined all your money. And then you have to pay taxes on it. It's like, and you don't realize that that's the type of person they just flaunt their money off. Whereas like these like people that have been in it and that went through that struggle, like you're saying mm -hmm. to get to the status and the point that they are, they're, they're very like, very frugal with how Way they less spend showy. their money. And yeah, they're very yeah. frugal with their, their like what they say and what they do with people. Just they know how hard it was to get that money. Yeah. So they're not going to be as quick to just throw it out. Yeah. And they understand also like you pay my bills. You know what I mean? Like fans are the ones that make me more money. So if I'm an asshole to you and an asshole to him, then I'm not going to be wanted. So, like, in the entertainment industry, like, you want more people to actually like you. You don't want people to be like, dude, that dude's an asshole. He sucks. Of course. You know, like, yeah. you want people to actually, you know, enjoy the person who you are. You got to have a lot of humility, but you got to yeah. have a lot of patience. And I, and I, and I, and I would only say that out of um, just knowing others, because I'm not, you know, no one's coming up to me like that, you know. But I would ask you this, because I think most people... Um, that I've met that have some notoriety, like you were saying, like some of the most down to earth, you know, fun to talk to people I've ever met. Um, I, I've never really met a whole lot of people that I didn't love that, that I feel like have accomplished a lot. And, um, you know, for yourself, have you ever had those fans that maybe feel entitled, like you owe them something because they've been such a fan of yours and they kind of like overstep, you know, how do you handle a situation like that? If you've had one, man, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I've had fans that like, man, I've been your biggest fan since the beginning or I've done this, I've done that. Yeah, can and you sign these 20 different items for me? Yeah, yeah, like I get that. And, you know, in all honesty, I try to treat everyone with all fairness. And if you say something negative to me and you say something like bad as a fan, like I just ignore it. Like if you're like, you, you owe me this. like, And I don't think I've had stuff like that where like you owe me this, like never had that but i've had shitty fans that have said like mean things to me and like i read it and then i'm just like all right whatever and i just go because like i always follow this quote when i was a kid i like i heard it from a movie we can laugh it says um you're not doing this to be liked you're doing this to succeed 
And so whenever someone puts like a shitty comment about me, like, like you blew it with Miley or you haven't fought anybody or you're, you suck or you're a terrible, you know, fighter. You don't know how to fight, blah, 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 left, right. And the other, I just sit there and it's like, whatever it's doing its job, you know? Cause if you're talking about me, that means I'm on the right path. If I made you mad, if I made you irritated, then I'm on the right path. Right. And real fans, real people that care for you, real people that want you to succeed won't ever beat you down. People that are jealous and people that don't really have a lot going on yeah, for them. They're fighting their own fight. Yeah, they have their own battles. You know, it's the truth, man. Like, and I've been there where I'd look at like someone like, fuck, dude. Man, why does he get that? Like, he sucks. Right. I, dude, I hate him. I hope he does this, or I hope he doesn't make these points, or I hope he gets fired. You know, and I sat mm -hmm. there and, like, this is a younger age, me. Don't get me wrong. And I've always had that. Like, I shouldn't say I always had that. I had that at one point in time to the point where, like, I realized, like, dude, if I want what that person have, I had to go out and go get it. And I went out and I went out and got my stuff. I went out and I'm putting myself in that area to where I can get it. And it gets to the point where, I don't even look at people and, and I'm like, dude, I want that person to lose. I don't want that person to succeed. I'm like, dude, I hope this dude wins. And people have asked me, there's a guy here in Kansas City and everybody always asks about him and I, like we both fight and I, I want him to succeed. I do. I want him to succeed because he puts Kansas City on the map. He's a good fighter. I think he's a great fighter, but I'll never bash him down and say, anything negative towards him because at the end of the day we're both on our own path why would people think that you should talk shit on this guy if he's from kansas city we're, we both were in the same like age group we both wrestled and he was a far better wrestler than i was mm -hmm. and you know everybody always pins the pins us against each other you know what i mean because everybody wants to see that sure you know like you two grew up. Want to have a rivalry? Yeah. Biggie Tupac. This guy's, uh, you know, he was a, a wrestler. He's a badass. Like straight up wrestle with the Olympics, everything like that. Dude, he's good. Like in straight wrestling, he would mop me on the mm -hmm. floor if we just did straight wrestling. You know, two minute round or a three minute first round, and then two minute rounds after that. Dude, his wrestling. If we did a wrestling match for sure. Did this guy go to Mizzou? No, no, he didn't okay. go to Mizzou. Okay, it's not Ben Askren. No, no, Ben, As <laughs> ben Askren's from Wisconsin. Okay, I thought he went to Mizzou, though, for, like, college. No, 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 no. Yeah, he went to Mizzou for college. That's what I meant. But he doesn't fight. Okay. Um, but, no, um, yeah, and that, there's the thing is everybody wants to see that because all of our friends are the same, and our friends are always like, well, this guy would do this, and no, my guy would do this. They always try to pin us against each other, and, they, like, people would ask me, like, what if you two fought? What if you do this? I, I don't want to fight him. You know, I don't. Like, it does nothing for me. Right. And it's not like it does nothing for me. Like we're both on different stages in our contract. We're both on different stages in our career. And like, I want him to succeed. Yeah. I don't want him to face me and have a fight. And it's not saying that like, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to beat him. I have more experience and mm -hmm. it shows in our fighting styles and it shows in our records, but it's not the fact of that is like, I want him to succeed because if he succeeds, then it brings more value to our city. For sure. Mm -hmm. And the more value it brings to our city and notoriety, the more people want to be here. More people want to come and train. More people like respect our city more. Because I feel like our city, for the longest time, didn't really have any respect in the you know, sports community. area. Yeah, well, not mm -hmm. even MMA and sports mm -hmm. in general. Sure. Like, until recently, until we got Patty Mahomes and mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, no one gave a shit about this city. Mm -hmm. Our baseball team 
was garbage. You know, when mm-hmm. we back in 2010, we uh, barely were winning. It was a it was a long stretch there. Long stretch of, of <laughs> was, uh, the ownership not caring either to go with it. You know what I mean? That's the truth. The Royals weren't worth a damn. And I'm honestly a Cardinals fan, so I just you're saying sick. like you're sick from across. Hey, I'm from St. Louis. Don't even give me shit. You're sick. <laughs> but but I don't even talk shit on the Royals, dude. I mean, like I was psyched for you guys in 14 and in 15, but it's like just like that, just like that. Snap your fingers. The next year, you guys are back to losing every year. You know? Yeah, you know, and but I mean, like it's just, it's just good. And now we're getting notoriety, and like and it's crazy. Like, right? I want people to succeed, and that goes back to the mm-hmm. same thing. Is that like back to your original comment with the fans and everything like that? It's like if I see a fan like struggling and I see them grinding out to try to be something better for themselves. Yes. I'm going to give you a positive. Keep going, buddy. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to get this. I promise you, if you keep going, the world will give you back with what you want. But if you stop, then it will stop. You know, if you spend time and hours into whatever craft, whatever thing you want, you will get it in one way or another. Maybe you wanted to be an NFL player but if you spend hours and hours and hours and hours of time trying to get there and you didn't make it to the NFL, but you switched your mentality from NFL player to a coach. The next thing you know, you're coaching high school and then you're coaching college. Then you end up getting your shot in the NFL, like things like that. You, you know, other doors will open yeah. if you keep that persistence going. Yeah. You have to be open minded, but you still would get the ability to get what you want. You know, fighting's a little bit easier than playing basketball, than then uh, it's not easier, I should say, but it's easier to make something of yourself in fighting than it is to basketball because there's so many great basketball athletes out there. Mm-hmm. Did you Saving grow up playing football. basketball as well? No, I sucked. Okay. <laughs> I'll say, yeah, dude, I grew up playing it, but I wasn't any good. <laughs> I played I played basketball when I was like a little kid, and I didn't do anything like spectacular, and I was like, I'm not playing this anymore. Right. Dude, then, fighting's got to be somewhat – when you get to your level, it's kind of – I would assume that it's somewhat annoying because people always got to come to you and say, hey, what about this dude? What about this dude? Or, or imagine – because it's like fighting is – at that level, everyone's been in a fight, but nobody's fought at that level. So if you've been in a fight, you think you know how shit goes, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, and they probably yeah. talk to you like they know how shit the goes. Worst. And you're probably yeah. like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. dude. It's any profession, though. Yeah. And, and all honesty, man, I love it when people come up to me and we talk about fights. Why didn't you go with this? My buddy's that. a Navy SEAL. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, well, I think it's cool because one thing, like I learned stuff from people that are new. I learn stuff from people that um, have their own ideas on that. They have a fresh perspective. Well, yeah, yeah, they have a perspective where it learns that like some of the stuff that doesn't work, like that Detroit cop that's always on oh, Instagram. Yeah, you know, Self- talking about like this is what you do. Yeah. That's self defense. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on, you know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I actually like I listen to these people, and I think it's cool. And then sometimes it gets a little bit wild, and like I just have like a, a simple, easy way to get out of that conversation. Um, and I just act like I have my phone, like pick it up. <laughs> oh, hold up one second. And then I just walk away from the conversation. But, uh, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Like, you know, a new kid coming into the gym lets me know, like I sparred, put it like this. When I first came to back to glory, I sparred one. Yeah. Of, shout uh, out glory MMA, by the way. Hashtag amazing. Um, so I, I was sparring a guy that he actually was a, uh, he, he had a purple heart. He was in the army, I want to say. He was in the military. I don't want to say what branch it is because I don't know it at all. But he had like an IUD blow up in his face, had reconstructive surgery, and he trains at our gym. And when I fought and trained with him, 
like he was touching me up. You know what I mean? Like, and it wasn't like he had anything. Like if if you sparred him or you watched him spar, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary. It wasn't like this dude's the next MMA like king. This dude's been fighting his whole life. It wasn't that. Is that he just had a different cadence that I've never seen before. Yeah. And by cadence is that when you throw a jab or a jab cross, your or jab one two three. Let's say jab cross hook. Your jab cross hook could go tat tat tat. There's a cadence, and then it could be tat tat tat. Right. Or tat tat tat. Like mm-hmm. things like yeah. that. I'm just and, imagining him hitting mitts right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's the cadence change. And this kid had cadence change. And it really opened my eyes. Like, dude, this dude's probably been training. He's been training in the form of, you know, of combat for quite a while. But that cadence change that he had, I wasn't used to. And he was touching me. And I'm like, how the hell is this guy that probably hasn't trained in MMA in a long time and did that? And it, it opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, this is what he's doing. So whenever I went with him again, I, I grew off of him. Mm-hmm. And I knew his, I, I caught his cadence and I changed my cadence to counter his cadence to where it was tough for him to punch, tough for him to throw those, those punches or in the middle of that, that break of the cadence. So when it went tap, 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 you go tap. And then I would hit my combination. Cause I knew that double tap was going to come right after and it would throw him off. Right. Um, is, is, uh, so with you being able to, to pick up on that, is that something that you innately have always had the ability to do in a fight or is that something James has helped, uh, develop in you? Both. Yeah. And for our listeners, James Krause, who's uh, been on this show, is uh, is Julian's coach over at Glory MMA. Yeah. Shout he, out, James. Shout out, James. He's amazing. He's an amazing coach. And this is the thing is that you can hear me pouring my water. Yeah. That's, <laughs> this, that's not pee. this is not <laughs> pee. So in time, as you, as you train more and more, you understand how to move. You understand where the punch, your vision becomes more broad. It's the same thing with anything you do. We can relate it to, we can relate it to training um, in the gym, lifting weights. It can be going into work and you're working and you got all these sales tactics where you're trying to sell them a product or whatever. And you kind of understand how people like work. Mm -hmm. You understand how when your customers come in, you understand how to talk to this person because you have experience with similar people. You so know, yeah, when someone's reps. different, it just sticks out like a sore thumb to yeah. you. You're like, well, this isn't the same. And then you kind of have to go back and you have to like figure out which words you have to use or figure that's, out which That's where part. the fun is, man, because yeah. you get to you get to learn and grow right there. Yeah. Right. And that's the best part about that whole situation, especially drilling with new people and, and seeing that. And uh, you know, I see I see things and sometimes I can't move out of the way. Like James sparring James, James does new things every day. And I see him, but he's so fast that he'll get me with him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm, okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. try that again, yeah. you know? And he does. And uh, that's the thing is like, you know, in time, you're just more comfortable. And I think it, it's more of, you know, your focus and your frustration and your ability to control both. Yeah. And it, I think in any situation, like and serving helped me be yeah. a better person when it comes to to frustration, when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to overwhelmed. Like I'm able to bring that into you know the fight game because I've been in some like really tough situations and serving bartending to the point where the entire night for five hours I'm swimming 
just in the weeds the whole yeah, time. Yeah, just in the weeds. And the term, if you don't know, in the weeds means you're you're in some shit. You're royally you're, fucking up, yeah. and the service you're, that you're given is not you're, good. You're giving yeah. out some bar mat shots at the end of that night. Oh, yeah, you're just doing <laughs> this. Oh, I didn't ring you up. Okay, go, 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 go. Yeah. yeah. You're rolling 15 people deep when you're shooting. Like it was, It's been bad. And that helped me understand focus, like understand how to itemize what I'm doing where – you know, if you see you have 20 guests that you have to help, you just knock them out yeah. one at a time. Control what you can control and then immediately and, tune everything else out. Yeah. So that helped me out in the fight game as well and helped me out in the, in the practice room and in the fights itself. Because when you get into, you know, into training or when you get into a fight, your, your, your body is so hyper-focused. Your brain is on reaction time only. Your eyes are wide. You can see everything. You can smell. You can taste. Just you're inside of this. And the most colossal, like, euphoric feeling that you have in everything that you do is just you You can feel the movement. You can understand. You can feel the energy of your opponent throwing the punch and you sliding out of the way. Like, you understand. You feel it. It's all hypersensitivity and, right there. And you don't. It's crazy because you don't. um it's only comes out during the fight. Right. Never really comes out in practice. Like you have movements and stuff, but your reaction, like you do stuff and you'll look back and you just be like, damn, I did that. <laughs> I don't remember that. You yeah. know, and like when it's real competition, everything just clicks a little differently, yeah. doesn't it? It's just, you're in a different, you're in a, you, you, another person comes out. And I've always said this, like, you know, if you watch my fight with Maki Patolo, the, the one that came back where I called out Miley Cyrus, you know, James, knew how to speak to that that demon that I have in me and he brought it out in that fight. If you listen around going from round two to three, you can hear him yelling and I'm I'm saying things that like I don't remember that conversation. Right, you're just straight blacking out. Yeah, I don't mm. remember I wasn't in any danger in the fight. I wasn't struggling in the fight. I just didn't feel it. And James was able to talk to it and he just said, This is this is you it. Finish it or it doesn't fucking count. And something clicked. Something woke up and that thing came out and dude, I threw a knee and immediately as I landed, I threw a spinning elbow and I'm just like, I've never thrown that. It's never been a combination <laughs> you've no, done. Yeah. I've never thrown that. Not even in practice. Well, I don't spin, you know, right, like right. I don't spin right. unless I'm forced to spin I'm as in you. like someone kicks my leg and I have to fall or spin or I throw a punch and I spin out. Like, it's not like I don't spin like that, but I did that. And why did I do that? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it, it's just a sheer instinct at the time. It's, and I remember it all. Like I remember in that moment, like I can see everything I can replay it, but I can't like tell you exactly why. Yeah. You know why I was mm -hmm. doing that. And it was just all reactive, all instinct, man. Uh, working in the UFC as a, as a fighter is a pretty dope job. What's the best thing uh, that's happened to you since being in the UFC? Outside of winning, of course, but like uh, experiences that, that it's brought you, man. That's a that's a tough question because like the opportunities that come around being a UFC fighter is pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like being able to go to the fights and watch the fights, and then you can ask anyone that knows UFC, and they they'll go with you. Mm -hmm. You know, like I used to in Vegas, I would go to all the fights, and I'd bring a different girl with me, and I'd always do it for PR. Even if I was talking to a girl, I'd bring a different girl with me just because, hey, this is PR. Like, this is a very attractive girl with a giant following. 
everyone's going to look at it. It's arm candy. I bring them there to go to the events. And I have friends that, you know, have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers now that you'll see photos of us at the fights together. And everyone's like, damn, how's Julian doing this? It's like, man, I just used it as PR. Did you ever go bring Kendra? To the fights? Yeah. No, I, you know, Kendra and I have never gotten into the, never went to the fights together. I've brought her to a fight, gotten her tickets to a fight. Like, she was going to be at my last one when I was supposed to fight Jordan Wright. Sure. Um, she was there. She brought um, her daughter, and she brought her husband and everything, and they all got to watch the fights, but I've never, never been sitting side by side with Kendra, you know? I, I don't know why. Yeah, I need cool. to. It's it. It's only uh, how long you guys known each other. We should Man. we should mention that Kendra Lust is like one of the most beloved porn stars to ever walk the earth. Yeah, she's amazing. I, you know the thing is, is that I would bring a different adult film star with me, like one hundred percent, because Kendra would go regardless. Like right, she goes to the fights regardless if I was there or not. And uh, like I would try to go after like Lena Paul, Abigail Mack, uh, Gianna Dior. Uh, all these like just Abigail or Abella danger. Like I'll bring them all. Like it doesn't, I'd rather have porn stars with me at these events. than I would rather have like civilians. Right. Cause they're, they're probably coolest people in the world. You know, like mm -hmm. I've brought some influencer chicks, like I told you about. And some of them suck, dude. I'm just like, dude, this is like, you have no personality. Right. Like you're beautiful. You're put together. Well, sure. Your photos are amazing. You could add Photoshop. It doesn't matter. You're still amazing. But having a conversation with them is just, whoosh, <laughs> who's your Who's your favorite adult film star to have a conversation with? Since I'm going to say that I'm going to go out on a limb and say most of our listeners haven't had those conversations uh, in real life, just in their heads. So <laughs> I, you know, with you their know, Oculus glasses on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those aren't conversations. Those are, <laughs> those are preloaded fucking conversations. Uh, you know, or they're, or they're talking to them only on so OnlyFans or something. I've had I've had people on the podcast, um, you know, and Kendra, I've talked to them, and like whenever you get to listen to their brain and like them actually talking, there a lot of these you know, men and women are absolutely intelligent in what they do. But one person I talk to a lot, all the time, and we talk Harry Potter because I'm a nerd, <laughs> and it's uh, me and Abigail Mack. She's absolutely amazing. And we'll sit there. We were talking about the reunion show they had just the, like a couple weeks ago, the Harry Potter reunion show. Oh, they just had there. that on, on HBO, right? Yeah, yeah, on yeah. HBO. So we were just talking about that casually, like back and forth. And I mean, she's an intelligent lady. And like her love for Harry Potter is what makes me like her even more. Right. And humanizer. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, yeah. But Super most, relatable. Yeah, most people, most people don't, most people look at like, you know, adult film stars and they think that, you know. They have to hate themselves or some shit like yeah, they're super like, troubled or. It's not even that. It's just the world has given a perception of, you know, these adult film stars being on these like these, you know, these channels like, you know, Pornhub or um, what are the other browsers and all this stuff like. Like Pornhub is a, is a hub that is free, that anybody can upload any type of material. You don't have to be an actual porn star right. to upload it. And in that, you'll find like child pornography of people that have filmed it in a different country and they upload it on there. There's not someone that watches all these videos that get uploaded on it. So then in that 
turn, people think that all people in pornography are child molesters or they do things of things that aren't acceptable. And it's not true, you know, like it's just because this porn hub, you know, it's not a bad spot, but since they allow people to upload those videos that those there's things that come on. You did like a huge, because of the, because of that, what you're saying, there was like that huge, uh, they like wiped a bunch of like unverified accounts. Is that right? Or something like that? Like yeah, got rid of all the, they didn't have like a blue check. It's just like done with more yeah. or less. I, I don't know like a whole lot when it comes to that. And I, I, I can only imagine that something might happen with them. Um, but they're just going to go like them saying that the people that are doing this really crazy, you know, child pornography or anything that I would say is just like, you know, highly, highly, highly terrible stuff. They're going to do it on a different site if they can't do it yeah, there. Right? They could they're do it like, it. But, you know, I'm saying evil is always going to find a way to show itself somewhere. It know? does. It does. And, but that's a lot of people. They, they like, they attach adult film stars with that like, level of negativity. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, I don't want to say persona or the connection that they have. They always put that there and which is crazy. So like, this is this is actually recent. So like Misha Tate came out and said that she doesn't. You, if you want to be respected as a as an MMA fighter, you can't have an OnlyFans. You can't do an OnlyFans. And I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. Like you've done some photos, you've done some like subjective photos back in the day. Like, and then now you're 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 saying that you can't do that. And Kendra and I actually had a conversation about this. And Kendra was talking. And for our listeners, who's Misha Tate? Misha Tate is a a, a former. UFC champion. She still fights in the UFC and uh, she's a beautiful mom and well-respected in the, the MMA community. And she said that. And I, and I don't necessarily know exactly why she said it, what reason she said it, but Kendra and I actually got on the phone with each other and she called me. She goes, hey, do you see what Misha said? And I said, no. I didn't. What did she say? She explained it to me. And then she's like, she's not wrong. And I was like, what do you mean she's not wrong? Like, how do you mean? And she's like, look, like, in all honesty, like, what people look at you as and how they label you, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like, that 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 was 2008. That was 2015. You know, it's a new era now. Like, things are, are different. Like, for you to say that someone sucks because, or someone is different because they show their body, like, that's ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to be respected if you show your body, what do you mean? Like you are, your body should be shown. Like if you're a male, female and you have the body that you want to show off to the world and you think it's good, do it. Yeah. I respect if you love you to more. show off your body, show off your body. Yeah. I respect you more. Like yeah. no one ever looks at the guy with his shirt off, like ripped up dude. And was like, yeah, put your shirt on, dude. Don't be gay. You know, like no one ever says that. Everyone's just like, Oh, you look good. And then if you see a big guy with his shirt off, you look at him, you're like, dope, man. You're comfortable in your own skin. And people, like, I don't know, to me, like, I don't sit there and be like, oh, look at that that flabby dude with his shirt off. Like, I mean, yeah, the only people that have anything to say are insecure. Yeah. You know what I mean? At their own. And know, that's the projecting. thing. Is like, yeah. And then a girl, if a girl had her, you know, her shirt off, you're not going to be like, hey, put a shirt on. Yeah. You know, they're not. Yeah. The Karens are going to be like, she should put a shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the, the, what's happening with um, OnlyFans and basically people making their own sites and being able to control their own content, control their own fan base, they can do it through different, you know, having 
uh, multi channels that they're able to distribute their content on. That's awesome. It's crazy that, you know, somebody who may have not had any opportunities to make more money in their life now have a bunch of different opportunities to build their own brand. If it's in the adult industry that you can do it through fitness as well. Um, but what's scary to me is like a lot, I look at a lot of those people and they don't think about the long term. They're just thinking about the transactions that are happening now, right? So they're thinking about the subscribers they have now, but they're not thinking like, what am I going to do 10 years from now when my, my looks fade or maybe, you know, it's on to the next thing. It's, it's with a lot of those people, I'm always thinking in my head, what are they doing with that money? Like you were talking about earlier, are they delaying gratification? Are they taking that money and putting it into something that will continue to make them money long term? Because if you're not doing that, that line of work is short lived. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So no, I, it, and it's what you do with your your money that that really is going to set you up. Yeah. In life, and like I know all you Glory guys are very much focused on that. Everyone, everyone mm-hmm. that I talk to out of Glory is very focused on the financial aspect. And we we got to give a lot of credit to James for that. I feel like absolutely. Right? I mean, James is so great about on uh, making sure that people are being financially, uh, you know, intelligent with their, with their winnings and not blowing it. Cause we, we asked him what his first, you know, his first paycheck was like and what he did with it. And he was like, ah, I kind of blew the first one, but then I knew never to do it again. You know what I mean? And so that's awesome. You know, it was great. My first paycheck that I got in the UFC, it's crazy. That's one of my questions. Yeah. What was it? So my first paycheck and I will give James a lot of grace and a lot of glory because he has helped change my mentality in the way I spend, in the way I earn, and how to go after things. Like, cause teen, cause we were talking about, you know, teenage Julian, you know, he's like, dude, I need, I need the Supremes, I need the Yeezys, et cetera. Yeah. And you can still have those things, but I'm saying, like, you could have bought a whole lot more than that, you know? Oh, no, for sure. And I just started buying that, by the way. Right. 31 years old. I've yeah. been in the UFC, I have a lot of fights. I just started buying all those shoes. I'm just mm-hmm. now collecting. But uh, my first paycheck that I bought, I bought Raiders tickets like season tickets. Like that's what I have on my first, like I own. Was this Vegas Raiders? Yeah, this is Vegas Raiders. So my first paycheck, like I didn't, I I didn't buy anything crazy. I didn't buy a new car like everyone else would. I I still drove a Ford Fiesta. I saved my money. I ended up getting injured and I was stuck. And I used all my money on my first paycheck to pay off my, my injury. Like, you know, two and a half years, you, you need income. You need to pay you need to make sure that you're not, you know, you're you're not having to work a shitty and job. This is a pivotal moment in your life, Julian, yeah. that we really haven't touched on, but I really want the listeners to understand. Um, you know, you were, you know, fastly, you know, becoming a name in the UFC, and um, you know, in this fight, I want to say, was it the was it the finale of the UFC of, of the Ultimate Fighter show? Yeah, it was the Ultimate Ten-ten. Fighter. Oh yeah, yeah it was a finale, right? It was a finale. It was. Uh, I think uh, Bryce Mitchell was on that show. Was it Bryce Mitchell? Is that the? I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure because we're. I'm kind of honestly a novice Bryce fan. Mitchell, yeah. I, you, I yeah, love Bryce rooting Mitchell. for you. I love rooting for the people I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's who I follow. But um, as far as the sport itself, I'm not as big, right? Yeah. And so when it comes to you know this fight, this is what I read, and this is my you know please correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like you know you had this fight, and during the fight you completely tore your lat, yeah, your latimus dorsi, if you will. And uh, you completely tore it, but you got, it was called a split decision, but I read that 14 out of 17 media members scored it for you winning. Like, how the fuck does that happen? As a, as a novice MMA fan, you're like, how the fuck does that happen? 
Judges suck. <laughs> you know, like, I don't believe I lost that fight, but I mean, that's nor here nor there. Like, no one I'm checks the comment box. No one is going to look at that fight and be like, oh, you know, I fought him. I tore my arm out in the first round. You can actually see video. You can actually see it. It was in like the fight. a ridiculous tear. It's what yeah. I think is a substantial tear. You can, you can see it. They're all, uh, Brennan, uh, was it Brennan, uh, not Brennan Allen. That's a fighter. Um, Brandon Fitzgerald, Brendan Fitzgerald was on the mic and he was like, look at the redness on the right side of Julian's body, you know, growing from the kicks. And everyone's like, dude, he didn't really throw any kicks. What are you talking about? And I looked back on it. And I was like, oh, snap. And I zoomed in. My lat was bleeding at the time in the fight inside my own skin. And all the redness you saw was blood on the inside of my skin. So when I, after the fight, when I ended up getting my MRI, they're like, dude, you need to get surgery. Like, your arms ripped off like your lat is not connected oh, and uh you know adrenaline like i tell you you're in yeah. a different you're in a different well realm like when you when i felt that it was either continue to fight or give up and it's like i'm already here you know? right right um when did that pain really start to set in for you the next day just brutal he's like day. give me some pks yeah like, <laughs> yeah well it didn't it didn't it didn't hurt like i felt it and it felt like as if i took a rubber band and I pulled the rubber band, and right when it snapped, that's exactly the same feeling. You can see me in the fight kind of freeze in front of him when I throw my right hand. Like, what, what, the fuck what just was happened? That? Yeah. And I actually get hit with a hook after I go to throw it. I, like, stand in front of him, and he hits me. And I was like, oh, I'm in a fight. Like, Keep going. Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, in that fight, I was just like, okay, whatever. There was things that I was in positions, like, trying to get the arm bar, trying to do things. I cannot pull. So your lat is used to pull, pull yourself up, pull your push, all that stuff. So when I, I had an arm bar, I took his back and I had an arm bar and I couldn't pull it. I was like, why can I not pull this arm? Why can I not pick this up? It's all right. Whose phone was that? Uh-oh. We just got fired. Someone's on. Do, 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 do. Uh, but anyway, so like oh, I. Uh, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my arm ripped out. And uh, stop. Oh, dear. You guys going to fight? Uh, Who do you think would win? I don't know. It's not a, even a question, really. I don't know. I <laughs> would Dude, pay I, to see that. I don't fight fair. I would pay to see that. Yeah, Jeff might hit me in the nuts. What kind of rules? Or what kind of like? There is no rules. There is no rules. When Jeff would hit me what, in the nuts for when sure. When you're business partners, there ain't no rules. I, no. I gouge. I do whatever. Okay. I they, do whatever it If takes. there's no rules, then mm, I don't know. I kind of want to see I still this. would win. I got 40, 50 pounds on him right now. Fun fact. I was actually. <laughs> this my is cardio like, is not even comparable, though. <laughs> it's, I like it. This is a fun fact. I actually thought this would be hilarious. Um, when I was fighting Sam Alvey, Alvey, I was calling out the UFC bachelor, like the UFC to put me on as a bachelor. ABC, we were on. Obviously, you should. Time. Still yeah. should. I think it would be amazing. So I kept pitching it out there. And I was like, what would be freaking hilarious is like. I don't know if you've you ever make seen chicks fight for you. Oh yeah. So I thought about it. I was like, this is how we're going to open this show. You know, cause I, I told you, I, I think yeah. of things before I was like, this is how we're going to open the show. But have you ever, I mean, you had, but the dark Knight, you know, Batman, oh, yeah. of course. you remember when the breaks. Joker breaks the pool stick and yeah. says, Hey, we only have one position. There's three people and you throw it down. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it would be hilarious. Just have like all the girls there and be like, break it. Be like, Hey, there's only one position. Um, like right before, like well, right, yeah, right before they're gonna cut them, it's like break the stick and then throw it down. There's only one rose, like whoever, 
whoever, whoever comes whoever out of this there. room. And just kind of like walk away and then see <sighs> which one like goes after the stick. And then I'm just like, no, you are gone. <laughs> I can't believe you literally tried to kill this person for me. Like, like I don't even know uh, you. Should, I don't, don't even cr- know you. Kind of weed out the crazies right you know, off the bat. Right you know off the bat. I mean? Oh, no. man, that's hilarious. I love it, dude. It needs to happen. I feel well, like we oh. need to... <laughs> The phone ringing, uh, we were still talking about your struggle. And so I start, that's really where it was like, dude, that's a pitiful moment in your career. And to the to the point where it's like, you know, I know that you got nominated for comeback of the year uh, last year, right? Yeah. In the UFC. I won, by the way. Did you really? No. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. So this is, I was like fist pounding. Oh. Actually, this is wild. So Kendra, I love her. She's amazing. And you guys love her, too, for different reasons. Sure. So Kendra got on OnlyFans and got on her Instagram, 2.7 million followers. Her Twitter, you know, 1.8 million followers. Her uh, OnlyFans, don't know those numbers, but I'm pretty sure they're She's a making a good living. Yeah. So I, I made a post on my Instagram, if you guys go look. It is at, you know, I don't know, it was 72 to 2. There's four people that were in line or that that were nominated i was at two percent i was losing the whole entire thing and then i told kendra i was like hey can you help me out she's like yeah i'm telling you she would post two or three times a day this was 48 hours of a vote and i went from two percent to 44 percent almost and i voted I by the took, way yeah, I, just I, saw. Took, I took every i took the poll and i like i won i was <laughs> like holy shit the power of porn you know, like <laughs> y'all people have, you guys have like fans. Yeah. I have porn fans yeah. and people were pissed on that poll. Like people were just like, this is bullshit. Just because you have porn, you know, people in the porn industry and weird people that jerk off to other people weird voting people. for you. And These I'm people like, are weird. I'm like, dude, first and foremost, I know you already tugged the piss out of your peed three or four times today. Don't try to tell us like we're weird because we play you with our the, pulse. Dude. You took the time to comment. We already know yeah, you. Dude, come on, bud. You're <laughs> pissed. So like I win it and then during like the announcement, they were like, for your fan vote, they gave us a Charles Oliveira. And I was like, damn, like I I won, but I, I didn't win. So I was like, okay, cool. I guess I didn't win. You uh you text Dana about that or no, because it doesn't really matter. Right. Is is Dana White cool? He's super dope. He's real. Yeah. The problem is, is like you get the worst part of him because he has to be real during these interviews. So the questions that when you ask him, like when you ask him, like right after a fight's done, hey, who are they going to fight now? It's like, dude, I don't know. Like, and it comes off like dickish, but it's like, it's true. Like, how the hell is he going to know? He's he's got the best interest of the UFC and all of its fighters and all of its employees in his heart whenever he's talking. You can tell. And people that say like all these like foul things about him, it's like, no, man, he's a businessman, you know? And then I've, I've sat down to have conversations, you know, even getting a couple minutes of his time, which is how busy he is. Like I live with James and I see how busy James is and I see what James does, but Dana's probably way more busier than James. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can only imagine and you guys own your own business as well. Like how busy you are. Yeah. So being able to sit down with a couple minutes to have a conversation and talk about stuff. Like we've had some cool conversations. We have some cool discussions and uh, that was pretty much that's him. Like he's dope. But when you get in the media and he has to answer stuff like the, this whole situation with the Jake Paul brothers, like he, he's being real. Like, dude, Oh, Forget 
whoever. Who, what, who what's going hit? on? Is it Logan or Jake Paul? I heard Jake Paul's trying to fight him. <laughs> There's well, something. They're, they're, now Jake Paul's trying to say, hey, I'll fight in the UFC or claim that he does coke. And he's just like, yo, what the hell, dude? You're like a little kid. Yeah. talk shit. And it's like, he's he's real. And the problem is whenever you're real around people that want to be fake, you're hated. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. it. You know, like, and people that don't have good, you know, like people that don't have good, fall, they have falling outs with the UFC, things like that. It's like, dude. Former employees, of course. Yeah, employees. you're not like, you, it's a business. You know what I mean? They're trying to do what's good for their business. Just like you should try to do what's good for yours. And like, if you do a favor for him, he does well for you. Like, you can listen to a, a, a thing, an interview with Dom. Uh, Dom, um, I can't even think of his damn name. Dominic Cruz. So, Dominic Cruz did a favor, took a fight, a short notice fight, title fight, everything like that. Won the fight still. And then Dana, the next week, calls him to his office, gets him out to, uh, to Vegas, and he gives him his car. Gives him a brand new car. So he has a nice, beautiful car because he did him a favor. And this is like a $60,000 car. This isn't like, like I bought you a yeah, 96 you, Ford Taurus. It wasn't you know. a Chevy Camaro. Dude, no. I, I, I no, used to. No, it was like super, it was like a souped up Subaru type deal. Oh, like, baller, like an Impreza. Everything. WRX or yeah, something like that. I, everything. I used to work with uh, Michael Johnson down yeah. in Springfield. The menace. And, and he always had, he had some crazy Dana White stories because that was like. He I was mean, on Ultimate Fighter as well. 2007, obviously. 2008. And yeah. he was like, dude, you know, talking about rolling with these are White These are down. affliction and tap out days. Yeah. UFC. Yeah. 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 Where, where freedom was there and they could do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but anyways, he, he was just saying that. But, it, you know, when it comes to the Jake Paul stuff, the only way that I look at that is just like we were talking about earlier. He just knows that, like, Dana White's the biggest figure in, in fighting. And so it's like if you're trying to all, – all he's trying to do is make everybody that likes Dude, Dana White hate him. It's the, so it's he can the, it's the Julian Marquez method. Yeah, it's the he's Julian just, Marquez. trying right? to be disruptive. And yep. you have people to are talking about the Paul brothers. That's why I mentioned them earlier, dude. It's, yeah. they're, they're the kings of that. Well, it's the thing is most fighters try to they, – they try to talk shit on other fighters. Like, what the hell, man? Like, I could talk shit on another fighter, but what value does that bring? Like – it doesn't like, make you look like a hater. Do, well, not even that. It's just like the only people who are going to listen to it are, are fighters. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Jake Paul's in boxing and he's talking shit on a UFC fighter, trying to fight UFC fighters. You know, trying to fight mixed martial artists that don't box, that grapple, mm-hmm. that are 170 pounds. He's winning. He's knocking them out. Then he's talking crap to the president. Again, not a boxer. Former boxer, not a boxer, not a fighter, doesn't fight. He's talking crap to him, and people are going to listen to him and be like, oh, he's just finished all these guys. Like, he could finish this old man, and it gets people talking. Whereas why I go after NFL athletes, I go after pop singers, because people know them, and then it gets them to talk. If you get them to talk, then they're known, and you're not. Now you're being known talking about them sure you know what i mean like yeah if i talked if i talked about you know someone that works at power and light only a select few are going to know what power and light is and then even more select few are going to know who i'm talking about but if i sit there and talk about keanu reeves i'm going to get a few million people hell yeah man like i know that dude that dude played john wick mm-hmm. to talk about holly berry mm-hmm. there's going to be a bunch of people so it's like 
it's the mentality that you have to have. Like these people are, are wasting their 15 minutes, you know, that, that mic time that they have on, yeah, man, this is what I do. Like I, I went out there and I threw the right hand and landed and knocked him out. Cool. Well, what's next for you, man? I want to fight this person, so-and-so. All right, cool. There you go. There you have it. You have so-and-so. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. man, like, why? Yeah. And only, like, fight fans care about who he said or, yeah, you know what I'm no. saying, or the Monday morning quarterback's going to listen to how he did it and this or that. Yeah, I think it's dumb. Like, stop asking me. Stop asking me what I thought in the fight and stop asking me, like, my emotions. How'd you feel? Well, yeah. it fucking sucked, dude. I just got in a fist fight, bro. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Let's, we, we went out of our way to not ask you a single question about how you felt during a fight. Well, it's, yeah, uh, don't I'm, worry. <laughs> it's fine with me. No, but I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm serious when I say that. It's like, what do you think I felt? Like, I, felt, I was thinking, oh, I'm in a fist fight. It's, it's wild <laughs> to me. Like, I, and that's one of the things they always tell you to do is, like, capture emotion, capture a moment, and then capture the future whenever you're interviewing someone in the octagon. So how are you feeling? During this moment was a huge turning point. What was going through your head? What's next that we can see? Out of it? That's how, look at all, every time they, they talk to you on the mic, that's how they go after it. Sure. And you're prepared for those answers typically, right? No, because I don't want to answer them, so I change right. it up. Right. Hey, man, you just came back. Like Joe Rogan, I remember listening to him. He's like, it was a slobber knocker of a fight. And I said, slobber knocker? What kind of uh-huh. kind of word is that? Yeah. Jim Listen, Ross. Yeah. Like, that was <laughs> WWE. Like, what did we say? Like, who yeah. uses that? But I was like, that caught me off guard. And then I went straight up into my, how my mind works and where I wanted to call out, you know, Kansas City and then call out Miley Cyrus. If you actually listen to my very first fight in the UFC, I fought Tyron Woodley. Yeah. And uh, I had John Anik had me, <laughs> he was talking to me and uh, he goes, oh, you know, how are you feeling? Like he asked some like questions and I was kind of like listening to him, but I didn't really understand it and it was just like what do you mean? Like, dude, I didn't feel good at all. He's like, he was hitting you with some very powerful shots. Like what was going through your, your head? And I was like, what are you asking me if they felt good? Dude, that hurt. (laughs) My nose at this time is sitting on the side of my face. I broke my nose. So it was curved and I'm sitting there like, no, it didn't. It's a, that shit hurt. Like it didn't feel good. (laughs) Like, what do you want me to say? Oh dude, it felt like amazing. I thought it was cool. I thought he was going to fit. No, that shit hurt a hundred percent. I got punched. And my nose is crooked. Bro, <laughs> what do you think I feel like? And then I like got to the point where I was like, that that's where it all started actually, because like he was asking me questions that they're not they weren't wrong questions, but like to me, I was like, I don't I didn't like them. So then I switched it up and I challenged Tyron Woodley to a beard off. And <laughs> nice. that's where the beard came from. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's I Were you having did you have a robust beard at the time? Oh, I did. My my beard was, I mean, look at my very first fight in the UFC. My beard was just, actually, to be honest, prior to my UFC fight, my beard was huge. And then I was in Winnipeg, and, like, I went to go to get my beard trimmed. And the lady just said, shoop, and took all of it. And I was like, huh? <sighs> so it, it was hurt. I was hurting inside because I love, I love having, like, a nice beard. Right. But, like, a thick, nice beard. People look at him like, that's a, that's a nice beard. I wish I had that. <laughs> sure. And, like... When I was in Winnipeg and the lady cut it off, it, like, it hurt. And then I saw Tyron come into my locker room to give love to, like, Zach Cummings because he was in there as well. And he was in my corner. 
And uh, he wished me good luck. And I looked at him like, dude, that is a fucking beautiful beard. Like, those are first. <laughs> he really thing does have a pretty good beard. He does. He does. You know, yeah. it's very coarse, very clean, very, like, well-groomed. Well-manicured, like, yeah. yeah. And he had, he had beard oil, so the lights were, like, had some nice sheen to yeah. it, and I was like, "Damn, that's that's really." And I looked over at Zach at that present time, and I was like, "I was like, damn, he has a really nice beard." And Zach knows that I've always I love my beard, so then that's what really brought it up. And then from that moment, I have always had something to call out. I've yeah. always had something. like I have something ready. Yeah, I have a book of call like outs. this billboard. It's coming <laughs> like the billboard. I have a book of call outs right now in my head that I want to and how I'm going to say it and what I'm going to do and how I'm going to bring him out. Can you reveal one more? No, I can't because I was going to lose it. But my call outs are people that will actually be worth it and respond. Right. And what I mean by like worth it is like, all right, Ariana Grande, absolutely gorgeous, super beautiful. Everybody wants to be with her. Everybody loves her songs. Sure. All that. But she is not. Like she's a very tough person to talk to. Correct. And what I mean by that is like she's like in that upper class style, you know, music. Super high. She's elite yeah. as elite comes on the yeah, music she scene. Is. Like yeah. Taylor Swift, the same thing. Hard, she's hard, hard to uh, get a response from someone like it that. would be right. But then you got Miley Cyrus. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She's like the middle class. She's like a woman she's, of the people. She's a woman of the people. She's like the middle class. She targets like, like my my like how I grew up. Like the people that I hang out with. Like. Oh, like I can be like her. Oh, she she does what I do. She likes to party and drink and do all this stuff. And like the just as like a good, I feel like a good comparison would be like in the actress realm. Everybody loves Jen Lawrence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence would would, would hey say hey back. Yeah. You, you know, know what, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's where I'm I'm at. And I was like, like Ariana Grande is not gonna say shit, dude. Me. Let's 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 give some uh, some cred to the to some others that have been cool. You had a. Kelsey and Mahomes respond to you, right? Yeah, Travis Kelsey I and Mahomes. Actually, I, I talked to uh, Travis Kelsey. So I actually was reached out by Travis to go do his uh, 87 and running. He had it over at the um, Ignition Lab, mm-hmm. which is located next to Operation Breakthrough. Um, and he had like a, an event to help raise money. What it is, he had a bunch of local um, athletes, stars, be in charge of teams, which these teams were paid sponsors like the people they sponsored at the ignition lab to help these you know after youth kids um that kind of get like a get their get on their feet you know like kids mm-hmm. that can't afford it families that can't afford it to help them get education and things like that so we all did a an event so i was at his event and you know we would do like these funny little you know dances we would do uh little games with some of the kids as well um but it was just all good time and I talked to him. He's given me tickets to go to the Chiefs game. I was there at the New York and Chiefs game here at home on a Monday night. And mm-hmm. I was inside of his suite with his family. Um, and it, it was his girlfriend's birthday at the time. So there's a lot more people there as well. Um, and I talked to him on the regular. I just mm-hmm. talked to him the other day. And, I mean, he's killing it, too, in the uh, the playoffs, man. He's running huge over, over 100 yards of receiving i think he's, he's a, a, he, a has a, he has over a thousand uh career receiving yards now in the, in the playoffs, playoffs. yeah which crazy. i think he's one of only two tight ends yeah he's the only player in the history of the nfl to receive 100 and throw a touchdown in the same game yo it's insane like, yeah 
And I wish they'd have kept that in the playbook, though, dude. When I saw him do oh, that, like, I was we, like, man, we're like up put 30. us up by like 22. Yeah. Like, oh, why don't we wait that for the like? But I, you know what? Andy's always, you know, Andy Reed's thinking of something. He's just thinking, you know what? He's setting people up. Now you He's got, like, now, now you got to prepare was, for it. That was a chess move. Well, I think that's what they were doing at the beginning of the game, too, because uh, my boy, Mana, he was messaging James and I, like, yo, what's up with the Chiefs, man? We're in the first quarter. Yeah. And we end up, we're down, you know, 7 0. <laughs> and like, I'm like, bro, it's cool. For our outside. listeners, Mana's in the room right now, shaking yeah, his head. He's in the back, bro. <laughs> he has a fight coming up. Uh, he's like, oh, what's up weeks, with it? So. 7 nothing. Steelers are up. Yeah, dude. And he's sitting there. And uh, I was just like, dude, it's, it's cold outside. And they're trying new things. They're, 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 you don't realize they're, they're playing, they're having fun out there. Yeah. And that's what makes them dangerous. Now this Straight week. Straight warm up game. Yeah. This week is not a week we can be fun. No, no, sir. Oh, dude. One of the most memorable photos, and it resonates with me so much, is, uh, I'm trying to, I'm going mind blank right now. Bill's player. That's Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs waiting, watching that right I there. I fucking hate that photo Dude, because I'm that, like, that's, that's cool. not good, <laughs> bro. That is, that is a photo. I respect that so much. Yeah. Dude, I, well, I was fortunate enough to be at that game and, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a humongous, just fan of football. Yeah. You know I mean? The sport. And I'm, I'm, I'm really into Who's your it, team? So. Hold up. Who's your team? For sure, the Chiefs. Okay. I just wanted to you were a Cardinals fan. He's I just a didn't split know. guy, you know. Oh, dude, you're 50 50. Well, well, was I supposed to be a fan of the non. We don't have our team. What do you mean? Like, oh, well, you guys had the. I thought you would have been a Rams fan. Dude, here's what. Here's a. <laughs> don't get him on this. Dear God. This uh, is easy, man. This is really quick and easy. When the Rams left, dude, it's, a, it's, a, it's just how they left. Stan Crocky left with the middle finger to the city All of St. Louis. Louis and, uh, you know, you just, you don't wish bad on things, but dude, Stan Crocky get run over by a fucking dump truck. <laughs> Swear to God. And I would be fucking psyched. That's how much hate I have in my heart for that man. Oh my gosh. So, uh, that dude just absolutely the world's worst human being. But, um, anyways, the chiefs, I, Kyle was sitting right next to me, dude. They were obviously killing it. Alex Smith, we got to the playoffs. I watched the Chiefs lose twice in the playoffs before I could even call myself a real fan because I'm like, dude, I have to bleed with this team. Like, I don't have any emotion yet. Like, it's real. It was like trying to get over a girl. You know, the hardest like, one of those was the Patriots. I, dude, I watched. Uh, I watched the entire crowd like go absolutely buck wild at a Ale House watching a Chiefs game. Uh, Eric Berry had a 102 yard interception return on a two point uh, conversion yeah. for two points. Do people were, like standing on the tables cheering so much? I just sat there like, dude, it, it, it did nothing for me. Cause that's how much I like could, I, I wasn't a real fan. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? But then I, I respect that, that you were not, you were saying that publicly, dude, I just, I wasn't a real fan. And so, um, I went to a couple of, uh, games at Arrowhead. Oh he's dude, a, I'm, it's convert. in my blood now, dude. Yeah. I mean, well, I watched, you know, I watched us lose heartbreaking. I mean, dude, of the Mark Mariota, Mark's Mariota game where uh, he throws a touchdown to himself on oh accident, bounces off an offensive lineman, he catches and runs it in for a touchdown. Yeah. We lose to the Titans in the first round of the playoffs. Next year, we lose to the Steelers. Antonio Brown on a four. We're, we're, we're losing 18 to 16. The infamous freaking uh, help me out. Eric Fisher, you know, penalty. What did he do? Like a, oh, a false start or something. Yeah. We had to go for two and uh, on a two yard line and Eric Fisher gets like a holding call. So we got now it's now it's a, a two point conversion from the seven yard line. So the Chiefs lose that game. Le'Veon Bell ran all over us. And, yeah, game. Antonio Brown gets like a two yard streak on a fourth down to end the game, and that was it. We lost. And so, anyways, after that, I was like, I'm a fan. Watch this. Watch this draft, Mahomes. Watch this draft. Uh, you know, Tyreek. I I was a fan. Okay, yeah. I'm a, so I'm with it. And that's the thing. It's like back to our original conversation about that photo with Stefan Diggs. Like that right there. 
this game is the game. Mm-hmm. This game, it's not if whoever wins this game is going to win the, I agree. the Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. And the and the reason why I say that is like there is emotion. Like there's some real blood. Like no one's really talking about the other side of the bracket. No one's talking about Green Bay. No one's talking. Barely anyone's talking about Tampa Bay. You know, like right. we Dude, know we're going to have to go. I thought you, like, no one knows what to expect out of them. Obviously, yeah. they have so many injuries. You yeah. know what I mean? You just don't know. But, but Tom Brady's is, Tom Brady. There, there's one thing is uh, I was actually talking to Mana about this the other day, and I was listening to a podcast, and I, I can't quote it, but they went and they were discussing about a Kobe and, like, Kobe Bryant's first time playing Jordan. He was playing him, and he ended up uh, he was getting, you know, getting worked, and Jordan's just scoring on him left and right, and, like, towards the end of the game, looks down at Kobe's shoes. And says, you can wear the shoes, but you ain't going to fill them. Turns around, scores a shot. He's wearing Jordans, you know. And that right there, like, they're all talking about it. All the people that are on his, on Kobe's team were talking. They're like, what's wrong with Kobe? Like, he wouldn't talk to anybody. For two weeks, he went, like, silent. And they asked the coach. The coach told him, like, well, this is what Jordan said to him right at the end of the game. And it made something in his head click. Made him like, nah, fuck like, this. Mama mentality was born. Yo, and it was. And then he came back the next time he faced Jordan. Within the first half, he had 41 points on the team. You know, like he was sitting there basically showing him like, hey, man, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm nice making try. my own shoes. Yeah. And this is where we're at right now. Stefan Diggs watching the Kansas City Chiefs celebrate, you know, being champs. And they're sitting there and they lost that moment. That right there. That is a true champion. This is a true champion game. I don't care what every, happens after it. Every single every single person that was watching that lo- loves football is like, man, I wish Diggs was on my team. Oh yeah, that's how much that dude cares about winning. And so, you know, dude, I, you know, you can't help. They had but, a perfect but, game last week. Yeah, perfect man. Seven game. seven touchdowns, seven drives. Dog, they weren't playing no games at all. And, no, but they, they stomped. They stomped the Patriots. Man, here's the sad part. This <laughs> is going to get released next Tuesday. And hopefully uh, we got a win we'll, under. Our hopefully, belt. got a win under our belt. And you know, all this, all this information is relevant because uh, once you're listening to this, you'll be wondering, you know, what happened in the game and so forth. So yeah, and that's what I love the most right there is, man. I don't like football entertains me, and it's 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 cool. I like to put money on it. I like to bet on it. Things like that. It's cool on that side, but like moments like that Stefan Diggs photo, that Stefan Diggs video. That that's sport, what, dude. That's that sports. is what I'm looking for. That is what I'm looking for. But in all sports, yeah, like that's what I mean. Like that's, that, that sheer rawness right there, dude. Oh, dude. That dude's worked his whole life to get to that moment, and he got crushed. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? We go back with Brandon Moreno. When Brandon Moreno won a fight, and he's like, you know, mark my words. It may be not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next year, but I will be champion. And you hear that being blown up over and over and over again because he is the champion now. Mm-hmm. There's something, there's something inside of us that if it's awoken, you have the choice to wake it up or not. Mm-hmm. And let's see if Stefan speaking Diggs, it you know, into existence, like, and that's what Diggs is doing right bro. there. And it, it is not just on Stefan Diggs, but I'm afraid of him this week. No doubt, I'm afraid of him. No other player, I'm afraid of him. Josh Allen's pretty fucking good, dude. <laughs> no. Dude, Allen is good, but it's not even that. It's yeah. like Allen wasn't on that. Do you know about Willie Gay last night? No. Uh, don't talk about it. Not what, good. Bad juju. Ten thirty p.m. last night, Willie Gay got arrested for uh, 
it's called they're calling it criminal damage as we're recording this podcast his uh court date was at 2 30 today so it was an hour ago so he just got done we'll see what they say but it was a misdemeanor charge went over to his baby mama's house and broke a vacuum cleaner he said on his camp that literally the only thing that was touched was a vacuum cleaner you know what i'm saying but um it was a it was a bad enough wreck on the vacuum cleaner that the cops were called. So, well, any situation you have a professional athlete going over to someone else's house and causing any ruckus is gonna be having that. You know, it's a wild distraction, potentially bad, bad deal. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a whole thing, like the cream hunt situation, where miraculously right. someone threw this video out there where he did that, and like, dude, it's bad. Regardless, whatever that was it before is, before the playoffs, but, yeah, you know, like that. Someone, someone was waiting for that moment. And no doubt. that's the thing is like, you know, it, whatever it is, that's bad. You don't do that stuff. But I mean, if it's nothing but a vacuum and we still have them on Monday, like, all right, cool. We'll, we'll ride with them. You know what I'm saying? Everybody <laughs> makes mistakes, but you know, definitely help handle your temper better. <clears throat> but yeah, he, I mean, um, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, it was just a misdemeanor charge, which is correct. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing. So it wasn't anything bad. You might have to buy a be- better Dyson next time, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, he owes her a really good vacuum yeah. for sure. Uh, we'll but, see how it plays out. No, I'm ready for this game this week. You know, it's a very intense game. I will not be out and about. I don't know how you went to Ale House. I was, I was, uh, I was, I was new to Kansas here. City. Yeah. I had lived here like ten days, dude. I, I didn't forced know him. I was better. like, dude, we got to go watch the Chiefs game, dude. I went to Ale House the other day, and like, I told my buddies, like, you want to watch a game? I was like, yeah, let's, let's go to Ale House. Like, let's do that. He There's goes, a DJ goes, there. <laughs> he said no. It's Aston Martin. You know, good dude. I, he's Ashton. A friend of mine. Ashton. Yeah, he's, he's a good friend of mine too. He's a good dude. Owen. It's, it's not, Ash. Is it it's Ash? Ash? His name's Ashton, dude. He doesn't have a T in his name. He definitely has it. Absolutely does, dude. Oh, I thought it was Aston. No, it's Ash with an H. Oh, Ashton. That's fucked up. Like I mean, Ashton Kutcher. You're thinking like the car. Yeah, like I thought <laughs> he didn't have Aston a, Martin. I, I no, didn't, it, it, I didn't think he had a T. No, it's Ashton. Oh, okay. I, mm. I don't know why. Someone said that to me, and it's always been stuck like that. Jeff's trying to take your fucking Bro, uh, you Google, king of Kansas City. Google it. Google it. <laughs> oh, man. This is like, this is my boy. But uh, anyways, there's a T in it? There's an H in it. That's what you're missing. That's an You're H. saying Aston. I'm with saying, the T. What am I saying? You're saying Aston, Aston. like Aston Martin, but his oh, name yeah. is Ashton. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. We'll, we'll we'll shout out Ashton. He's my boy. He's a, yeah, you're not even <laughs> following him back, you fucking asshole. This is a, my Protein Bros podcast. Bro. <laughs> Follow him on there because he's about to be on this. We're going to fucking butcher his name. <laughs> By we, I mean me. Thank that's you. A, that's a very good point. <laughs> but uh, and this is going to be a good segment. So I forgot my name. We had fucking Colby Beef together. We can, we can cut this out. I don't care. Does, I, dude, I don't, I don't know why. But anyways... um. I don't even know what we're talking about because I just fucked up. We're talking about being at Ale House and Ashton yeah, Martin oh yeah, goes crazy there. in there. Dude, yeah. He's getting wild and like they he, he even let me sit at the table when it and it was just I, I'm not a drinker anymore and I don't like being in that area. And it was so crowded that I couldn't even like walk through people. Were it's like getting off me. the Titanic in there. Oh <laughs> it's God. ridiculous. I, I have a big issue, like a huge issue if you step on my feet. I get fucking pissed. You weren't wearing uh, some some lawnmower some, shoes uh, that day. Yeezys. I was wearing I was wearing my Yeezys, but I wore them with knowing what could possibly happen. So I wore these Yeezys uh, playing disc golf with Ben Askren at the um, disc golf you know invitational that he had at his uh, backyard, and uh, I fucked them up. So they're still nice, but yet 
Right. I don't really care. These are your much. sloppy ones. Yeah, these are my sloppy ones. And uh, people were stepping on my feet, and I was just like, oh, my God. I just really want to kick your kneecap in right now. And every single person's hammered. Oh, yeah, hammered. they are. But, like, they wouldn't – it wasn't like I stepped on your toe. My bad. It was like I stepped on your toe. I looked down, and then I'm going to step on it again. And like, then grind it to the left or right. Wait a minute. <laughs> Get a twist in there. You just did this twice in a row, and you saw it. Like, I was like, dude, you're a dick. Well, that's a huge element that we need to talk about, Julian, because this is something that like professional fighters have to deal with every time they go out, especially if you try to go out and have a good time and there's beer involved or, or drinks involved. People know who you are and they're just trying to start shit with you just to start shit with you. Oh, they don't start shit with me. I would say like, how does that go? Dude, I'm a cool ass person. Like, and I can say that with like the truth, man. Like when you, if you ever drink with me, we have fun. Yeah. You know, there's never any situation where you're going to have like, any type of problems with me. My only problem is drinking is I don't know when to stop. And then I also spend too much money. Like when we were, those are really big correlations. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. do you know, yeah. do you know that night that I met you, yeah. you know, I dropped two grand at the bars and I bought bottles. I had no idea. And I bought two grand and bought bottles and I didn't even drink off any of them. I just had my own drinks. <laughs> I had, which is funny from working at power and light for yeah. so many years. I had friends that were bartenders there, and they're just giving me drinks. So I didn't have to pay a dollar, but I bought for all these people. And everyone was drinking on it, and someone came up to me. Someone came up to me at the spot and was like, who are you? What are you doing here? And I, I didn't even know them, and I looked at them, and I was just like, uh, going into my table, <laughs> that, and I'm going to grab a drink from this bottle, <laughs> my bottle that I bought and I looked at them and said, you didn't buy this? And I was like, there's another person there. I was like, hey, who bought this? And uh, that person was there with me, and I set it up and pretty much had him bring everyone in. And he goes, you did. That person looked at me like with the biggest eyes, like, oh, fuck I'm, I'm a piece of shit. I was like, hey, <laughs> my name is Julian Marquez. And they said their name. I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And then I poured a drink and then walked out of it because I didn't want to be in there anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that scene is uh, it's once you're once you feel like you've grown out of it, you just you've grown out of it. Yeah. You can't go back. No, nah, and that's and that's my problem, though. Is I don't like drinking like that. And I, I was pretty hung. Oh, dude, I we were at that diner and like I looked at the menu, but I was very intoxicated to the point where words weren't making sense. And I thought I ordered eggs. <laughs> an he egg got omelet, like a, and I got a chili, chili slammer. It was like the grossest looking thing to me but also awesome looking it just did. one of those things where like this is going to be terrible later type of situation oh and it was, <laughs> it was I, dude, I told it and we had i literally was like i looked at him i was like i got chili like look it was chili it was eggs and like some bread. i think you also got this like random like side of fries <laughs> like, you ate the fries though. i didn't yeah. even get the fries you, you ate something, the fries. something so just came extra random and you're like i guess i, I, I got love that he too. just called you out he said no, oh you dude no he ate the fries. Not, I'm not he above ordered, that. he ordered the fries he ordered the fries and like whatever i got i think i got a burrito it was an egg burrito like but it wasn't even wrapped like you know like whenever you order something and it's not even what it should be yeah the, the the tortilla was open and everything. I was like, dude, this thing's disgusting. Just covered in chili is what he ate. And it, was it was just huge. like a giant dish with chili all over it. And then uh, and then I had the fries. He was like, well, I ordered fries. I was like, well, dude, eat these because I couldn't eat all this burrito. Yeah. And I did. <laughs> and like the next morning, I had to be up early dude. because, they had, oh, dude, I was. That's a bad drive home right there. It was so bad. That's a four-hour drive where the chili was. Uh, it was so it, bad. Dude was, oh, man. 
the next morning was like a 5k or something yeah that's like what that. it was that's why like the next morning it, it was a so fitness good. related event so it was like not a good one to so, get hammered so for. speaking about uh food we always ask every guest a uh a question oh dude simple the, the, i already know the answer oh shit. what's the question i don't even need another answer <laughs> I don't even know the question. All right, what's the I'm answer? just gonna say cheese. Oh <laughs> no, it's not 100 cheese. Like if you're asking, like, what is your go-to meal after a fight, after your weigh-ins, after cheese? I like, fucking love cheese. Like a queso or like a hard like, block. Like what are we talking? Fucking good cheese. We can get some Munster cheese. We can get some Chartrella, some Tillabook. That Chartrella Tillabook is fucking delicious. Pepper jack cheese, habanero cheese. We can keep on going. a cracker. How are, we, how are we eating it? We can eat it straight plain. We can eat it raw. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Give a fuck, Yo, I'll eat, eat it off the block. Julian just I'll said, eat it melted. Eating the block of cheese, just hanging out. Yo, I've so, done that. I'm not above it. So the real question was fuck. this, and uh, it's the real. Obviously, being from Kansas City, we're all barbecue kind of serious here. Now I'm trying to think of like best what's what's the best barbecue, barbecue spot that you love, and can you get one? You get one. Where are you going? But which place has cheese? <laughs> they all do, as you know. You know what I'm saying? Like cheesy burn ends are pretty famous. Uh, no, the cheesy corn no, at like cheesy uh, Jack Stack. So that's a that's a difficult question to ask. You that's why we ask it to everybody, Julian. Welcome that, now. You can't ask that question. I did because you you ask that question and leave it open. That's kind of like saying you get one shot. There's details to this. There's details. To this. Same thing as like saying, "Oh, what's your favorite movie? What do you mean favorite movie? Favorite genre? You have to pick one. Favorite classic doesn't matter. You got to pick one. There's the most here, favorite. This is this is the thing. It's like you're gonna sit there like your most favorite. Like what is your most favorite? Are you a burn in person? Do we're not like we're wins? not turning this into the hey, Academy like, Awards nomination. You see here, what Julian. I'm saying? But yeah. I see what you're saying. Hey, what's the most you favorite? Didn't, you didn't li- you didn't line this up. I know exactly what my question is, and that's what it is. Here, here's the way that I always think about it, and I tell people, I'm like, Kansas City's known for burn-ins, so if you're trying to think of like what specific meat to recommend yeah, it people off usually of, respond with, like, well, I'm a burn-in person, so this is my favorite. Or, hey, I'm a really big on the sides kind of person, so I like to go to uh, slaps, you know what I'm saying? But it's up to you. So you get to pick one, and then you have to tell us what you value the most. Before I get there, do you know what SLAP stands for? No. See, look, no one, no one knows that. Wait, what this is, is it? why you're not. Slaps is not like my, my favorite my favorite. Julian. Wheel like a pig. Oh, no oh, kidding. I love that's it. what slaps. That's the whole thing. They were actually, um, fun fact, they're actually a, uh, they're at the, the Royal, KC Royal, and they were like a little pop shop. Yeah. I was in there getting there, and their thing was slap, squeal like a pig. And that's why they Slaps is my favorite. Dude. They yeah. kill I it. Love slaps, slaps is amazing. You heard of a blind box barbecue yeah, in I, Shawnee? I have. I yeah. Have. You know why they call it blind box? No. I didn't know this either, but they told me because we, we ordered it once for, uh, for like a catering event. And they said that that's the name of the box that you hand the judges. It's called the blind box. The blind box. They don't okay. know, so you don't know who's who gave it to you. You know what I'm oh, saying? You okay. don't know. So there's no favoritism on what name of the barbecue joint is that's handed it in. We're fucking disgusting because we're like, we have this inside information about barbecue spots. That's the one you know. It doesn't matter where you go in Kansas City. That's right. They're yeah. fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who was the person that turtles? You ever had this spot? He and I had not. We still have yet to have it. We got to try it. It's like, uh, what is it? Something woods or like something yard side barbecue or whatever. Char bar? Landslide oh. barbecue. No, no, not char bar. It's like, like, you know, Woody's something woods, like something, something side barbecue or whatever. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm don't. saying? Like, what, what, which one is it? BB's long side? BB's long side? Yeah, that's south side of Kansas BB's long side barbecue. People rave about it. I've seen, I've actually seen that. Um, there was a bar stool guy that came to Kansas City. Yeah. And that was one of the rankings on there. He gave him, yeah, he gave it to Dude, some, number one ranking Char-bar, is slaps. Yeah. Charbar's, Charbar's, Charbar's underrated in my opinion. It is, it is. So when it comes there, man, I'm an OG. I grew up in this city. I, and like one of the, we all have a connection, right? We all have a connection to what we love. 
and the first time you've ever had barbecue in this city, you're usually going to go to that location and say, this is my favorite. Nostalgic, if you will. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's there. Like, for me, one of the nastiest, most disgusting places to eat at, yet my favorite, like, like drinking night, Hayes Hamburger. Ooh, you ever yeah. been to Hayes Hamburger? No. Exactly. Teach us. I yeah, thought you were going to say Hay Words. Hey, no, no, no. We're, we're not trying to say we're okay. experts. I'm here to learn. So Hayes Hamburger is just this like little corner shop over there on Vivian Road. And it's a drunken after night. Like whenever you're done with the bars, you go to this place. You can only bring cash. They don't take anything. Are out. they still open late? They're open late. And it's like that diner that you took us to, but it's way better. They take, when they you ask for a hot dog, they don't give you a hot dog like wrapped up. They cut the hot dog in half. And they put Ooh, it down. The grill, the and they grill slot. it on there. Yeah. The, the same thing with their eggs. Everything. It's so amazing when you eat there. It's like God, this is what I needed. The yeah. details, you know. But like when you eat it sober, you're like God. This, this is, is not good. Fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. It is a perfect drunken food, and the best thing, and that's why it's still here after fucking twenty plus years of just sitting there. And it's in some. It's in the basement of someone's house. You're shitting me. I'm dead serious. If it's over, it's like Vivian in Antioch. Right across from Quit Trip. H A Y S. That's how you spell it. Hayes. Hayes yeah. hamburger. And it's it's it's. But that's our best barbecue spot. Or no, is it no, no, like, no, no, no. I'm just is, saying. Okay. I'm just saying. This is I have example. a connection there. Everyone likes Waffle House. I like that. Me, I'm an OG. One of the first places I ever had was Arthur Bryant's. I had their bird ends, and I will live by it. The thing is, you have to go to the original. They have them in the casino where it's there, but the original has the original, you know. Oven or not the oven, but the the original grill, smoker. the original smoker, the original everything, the flavor, and that flavor is in there. You can taste the age in every bite, and that's why I love Arthur Bryant's when it comes there. And I get their sandwiches, I do their burnt ends, I love them. But if we're talking about if we go subjective, that we're talking about burnt ends. Now, if we switch it up to wings, or if we switch it up to, you know, if you switch up, like if we're gonna go to wings, I'll go to the peanut. I think the peanut is absolutely amazing. We it actually did. love Jack Stack's wings, dude. dude you know, you know I don't phenomenal. like Jack Stack. That's my favorite. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. You guys like, you say that shit to James, dude. James, James, James knows loves I don't. Jack James Stack. knows I don't like Jack Stack. But like, this is I tried to explain this. I tried to explain this to a friend that was here in uh, Kansas City, and he went to Jack Stack, and uh, it's in Lee Summit. He went to Jack mm-hmm. Stack and Lee Summit, and he goes across yeah, the street from Summit. Yeah, and and, and and James was telling him like this is the best spot, best barbecue, and this is what James likes. And I asked this person, I, I, and this is exactly how I said, I said, <laughs> hey, I have a question. I was like, have you ever had uh, any type of food out? Like, put it like this. I was like, what is in Lee Summit? Like, tell me right now, what is in Lee Summit, food wise? You guys know? Yeah. Like, tell me, tell me something that's Third good. Street Social. Third, Third Street Social. Okay. Delicious. Delicious. What? Anything else? Uh, what's the other ones across Street McBrews? McBrews. Okay, amazing. Next one. Uh, what's the place called? Um, they, I'm just drawing Where a blank. You work at that? No, that's the same spot. But no, there's uh, there's they just they put one out here in Waldo, but the original's there, and I just can't think of it okay. right now. But it's but, a really good. But spot. other than that, out of all the places that you listed, are they chains or are they one offs? Locals, man, one offs. They're locals. Yeah. Okay, they're good. Now, when you go to a chain spot, where do you go? Do you go to the original or do you go to a branch? Always an original. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me how the best fucking barbecue can be in Lee Summit, Missouri. Bro, the Jack Stack, that Jack Stack is trash. It's garbage. It, the the original one is, in like, Martin City is legit. It's dip. We're yeah. talking about the original. That's what he's saying. The original is always the original. The so like if yeah. you have, if you're trying to get Kansas City barbecue and you you're go in to the original. zip code that's yeah. not Kansas City, 
You know, you're in the That's, what I, that's it, what I like Don't about slaps. Don't disrespect me. Don't disrespect <laughs> me with that. I'm with you. Slaps is like, you know, it, it's still, it's a it's a newer place, you know. I think they've only been around for what, like five years. I mean, obviously uh, longer than that, but yeah. their actual location now. But it's like, you get in a line, they give you the styrofoam. Like, it's just, it's it's authentic, you know, barbecue. Yeah. Like Okie Joe's. Yeah. That's what I'm always going to call it, even though it was in Kansas City, Kansas, inside of a fucking gas station. Yeah. Oklahoma Joe's is the best Z-Mans all day. Oh, yeah. Like, dude. and their, their, their ribs, like, all day. But you have to go there. I went to that new spot in Overland yeah. Park, and it's not the same. No. Like, you have to wait inside that that line. You have to be outside. I haven't had that spot, yeah. I, like I would the, say, like, they, you know, they have, a, they have a Joe's Barbecue inside of... Um, uh, County Road Ice House and in, 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 uh, in Power and Light. Yeah, there's a there's the third location, second location. I'm just saying, like the one downtown in 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 Power and Light. There's oh. a County Road Ice House where they do Joe's Barbecue there, and you're like, well, this ain't Joe's. Like, no, it it didn't come Joe's. out of the gas station. So, no, no, no. no. Oh, by know. the way, the other Lee Summit spot that was driving me nuts, Summit Grill. Summit Grill. Delicious. Summit Grill is actually it is amazing. Mm-hmm. It is it is amazing to have a chain. Yeah, there was one not. in Overland Park too. Yeah, there's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first one, yeah, Lee like, Summit. The OG, but look, let's OG it out. That it's right there. Summer Grill is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's good there, but you can't have good barbecue. It's like, where do you get Kansas City barbecue? Oh, I get in Lee Summit. That's not Kansas City barbecue. That's Lee Summit barbecue. That's a wannabe. That's someone that paid an affiliate chain to be able to to produce this. It's family What's owned. It's family owned. But yeah, it's okay. Family. Well, their family followed the the apple fell far from the tree on that. One. <laughs> I'm with All you. right. So here's my question: Do you like Martin City Jack Stack? Or do you I actually like, had it? Be honest. Have you Martin been to Martin City? City and had Jack Stack? No, I don't like Jack Stack. You don't know if you like back Jack Stack because you have not been the original. You don't. You're I just don't. defining your own argument right now, Julian. I'm not defining it, but I, I can tell you from the <laughs> Jack Stack that I have, I don't have it. That's why it's not um, on my so list. So it's not even worth going out to the original for you? No, the okay. original, it would, if I was out there, if we had a, a reason to go out there, like... You're not driving an hour to do it. No. Yeah, I'm with you. Not I'd, at all. Ha- I'd have to disagree with your, your Jack Stack sauce versus Arthur Bryant sauce. Not even comparable. Jack Stack wins. But that's the difference. The difference is, is what did you have first? Let me say Julian's I had, experience. I had, I had Arthur Bryant's first. Did you? Which location? I had the one that was down off of, uh, is it in, it, the one that's in the city. Uh, uh, is that the, the original one? The original one. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, this is just one of those, like, you know, I totally respect your opinion because it's extremely, yeah. extremely well thought out. I, I've had the original Arthur Bryant's as a complete, like, I'm not from Kansas City. I'm not going to pretend, like, you know, I have any kind of pull. And I, like, I had Gates and I had Arthur Bryant's. And I thought Arthur Bryant's was, like, good, but not memorable on my experience. Uh, my first time having Q39, memorable experience. Yeah, Q39 is delicious, too. And I, I'm, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so check this out. I have a rule. And I treat this with everything, and it's a, it's the god honest truth. Coffee. Do you drink coffee? Yep. <clears throat> how do you drink your coffee? Any which way it's given to me. Okay. How how do you typically go get your coffee? I drink mine black. I go iced coffee, usually a Splenda. Okay. But nothing. And else. you drink your straight black. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your favorite black coffee? Caldies. What is it? Caldies. What is it? One that you have to you can't buy it in a store. Uh, are you asking me like where I want to go get coffee? No, like no, no, Starbucks? No, 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 it's like you take it into look. Yeah, don't yeah, ever say that. Right no, now. no, no. I, I mean, so there's there's a place in uh, in St. Louis called Caldi's Coffee, and they have one. There's there that's certainly Caldi's in Kansas City. Well, they're yeah. from they're from St. Louis. I'm that's where you. I started drinking it. And sure. they have one that's called Highlander Grog. It's money. Dude. So it's straight like, black. You straight don't black. put any sugar or nothing in it. No. Okay. So then to have a real descriptive of how something is. 
you can't have anything added to it. So if you have barbecue and you're telling me oh, you put so sauce ah. on it, that means you don't have a real authentic taste to it. I would argue. You, no. I would no, argue. No, 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 because if you have to put sugar and milk in your coffee, that means you don't fucking like coffee. You like the flavor of sugar nah. and milk. If you have to pour, if you have to, you, if you can't take it straight normal, if you can't have it normal, then it's not a good cup of coffee. And it's not a good barbecue. You can call, it, but you can be a purist like that. I mean, like I prefer a wing normal before dipping it in ranch or blue cheese. Absolutely. But I mean, like, I, I, I don't like think that he likes wings less because he likes to dip his in blue cheese. No, not necessarily. But when you're trying, when you're talking about good barbecue, if you can't want to eat, if you cannot eat it by if itself. If you don't think it's the best on its own. Yeah. Right. And like you can have good barbecue and then add um, sauce and it'd be great. You right. could take Jack Stack's sauce and put it on Arthur Barnum's barbecue. And then, and then it then might it, be the best barbecue you ever you had. Never, yeah. I, I didn't use barbecue sauce. I, didn't I just use don't. Sauce, my, I don't like barbecue my, sauce. Hey, I respect that. The, the way that I look at it is I, I look at it as a package deal. So when I'm thinking about barbecue, I'm not just thinking about the meat. I'm thinking about um, the meat. I'm talking about the sauce. I'm talking about the sides. I'm talking about the experience from the place. It's all wrapped together for me. Yeah. Um, now, if I was saying, hey, what's the actual, what's your favorite meat at a barbecue place? Then I would understand that argument. But for me, it's just, it's a package deal. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, yeah. that's one thing about the service industry as well is like, you go back to places that make you the most happiest. And yeah, they, best and experience. Best experience for sure. Yeah. Cause that's what you're paying for is the experience. If you go to a place that treated you like dog shit, you're always going to tell people it's terrible. That's why sure. I couldn't you go know. back to like a Gates or you're yeah. really fucking yelling and, at me. And I'll tell you this right now. Jack Sack's <laughs> never done anything wrong to me. Sure. Yeah. I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as good as people think it is. And it's it's not bad, but I'm never going to go there dude, to order it. If you ask me to go with you, Desert I'll go. Kissed Wings, though, dude, try them again. They're uh, phenomenal. I mean, I'm not a, I have tried them. They're phenomenal. James orders that shit all the fucking time. Like, <laughs> dude, when we have, we like, always, I mean, I've, I've eaten lunch with him a few times. We always go to Jack's. Too. Yeah. When we have, mm -hmm. when we have like parties at the house, he will order a bunch of like the meat. cater it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cater it. In. And look, I, I'm, I'm with it like all day. And Jack Sack's not bad, but it's just not my cup of tea. I'm you know you. what I mean? And that's I'm why I related you. to so, the coffee. So, so what was the, what was the ruling? What was your favorite? Uh, Arthur, Arthur Bryant's. Bryant's. Arthur Bryant's. OG. Arthur, Bryant. Arthur Bryant's is the winner. Now, we do protein reviews as well. And uh, we want to come by. We're going to come by, hang out with you. Maybe we'll see you at Glory. And we're going to do a review of something. Is there a certain kind of protein snack that you've not tried yet that you've had an eye on or something? Oh, do you mean, when you say protein, do you mean like a food to eat? Correct. Or you do, do you that mean or like we do a, a shake? shake. A shake. Oh, yeah. one. So we do, well, the, we do shakes. Today we did one with that was a uh, the monster cookie peanut butter. Pro, it's called Fit Butter. My, my thing is protein shakes. I have USADA, and they came and tested my piss today. But I just want to throw that out there so you guys should know that. Yeah. But uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I, like when it comes to shakes, I'm very, very limited on what I can and can't have. Right. So if we're talking about random meat, well, have like you, you're just going to show up to glory with a random meat. Package. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. Great question. No, it's going to be, uh, so it's going to be like a protein product. Dude. Uh, <laughs> Where are the protein bros? Not first the meat bros. Look, we'll just go with first form because first forms basically, um, FDA inspected facility. FDA inspected they're going to, they're going to, I have it popped with them. Knock on wood. Yeah. With USADA. I've been walking USADA tests for them the whole time, which is pretty cool. You know, I just mm -hmm. want to throw that out there. I have like 12, 13 tests. Since 2000, 
2017 I've been taking no 2018 I've been taking how many how many times has James been uh, tested in that time well I don't know how many times James has been tested uh, I ever thought you were saying like you're getting tested a shit ton oh yeah I have I'm one of the few people that have a t-shirt um you know it's funny I have a t-shirt and uh that's like you get 25 times for a clean athlete and Tim Elliott never got a t-shirt and he always says, well, I'm a clean, non-clean athlete. And I'm like, what? He's like, oh, I do all the drugs that – I do all drugs that aren't uh, – Tested for. That aren't tested for. Like yeah. all this stuff, the recreational drugs. Like you can test for them, but they're not illegal to do. Yeah. You know, so it's like I never never knew that. They didn't care. Like That's crazy. So I got a T-shirt because <laughs> I'm a clean fucking athlete. Nice. They, they give it to you now. after 10 and after 10 tests? 25. Test? 25 tests. I think I have like 35 tests right now. That's wild, dude. That's yeah. wild. 35 tests. They show up to your house in the middle of the night or they show up to the gym before practice. That's awesome. Well, I think we got a lot of fans of you after this podcast. They hadn't heard you before. How do they get a hold of you? How do they find you? Uh, well, I'm not going to give out my number, but I'll give them J Marquez MMA. J M A R Q U E Z M M A is all my handles on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. Fantastic. And TikTok, just add 185. Dude, seriously appreciate you Thank coming on Thank you for on coming today. on, man. Seriously. We appreciate it, buddy. had a great time. We'll call yeah. this part one. We have so much more to unpack. Oh, I'm, I'm down. We're I doing it again. I see what random protein you guys bring me. <laughs> All about it, man. Bring me that meat. It's yeah. only going to have a little steroids Go Chiefs. In it. Let's hope that this podcast <laughs> ages well. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs>